0: myself. Greetings and salutations.
1: We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm -hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say. This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motor hits, geek geekbloods, wastoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. Head, a all right. All right.
0: All right, all right, all right. Welcome in, everybody! Wednesday, December 7th. This is the Mike Rutherford Show. Can you hear me? Is it working okay? <laughs> if anybody can hear me, let me know. I can't hear myself. There we go. Maybe a little bit, 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 a little bit. I'll tell you what today is. And I know we're off to a rousing start here. We're on from three to six. Welcome in, everybody. 1450 a.m. 96.1 FM. You know it better as the big X. And I'll tell you what today's show is. 3 to 6. It's a street fight between the ad breaks. It's a street fight between the ad breaks. Trevor Kelsey's here. Intern Patrick's here. Jeff Brom, not here, personally, but he's coming home, folks. He's coming home. TK, I mean, first words, go.
2: Oh, I, t- I tell you what, you know how you know how the day starts. I'll I'll, I'll I'll answer that with two questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Is it Jeff Brom day? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Do I have, uh, what, what was it? That? Do, do I, I or have, do I not have a pulse? Do I not have a pulse? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Let's play radio. <laughs> Flawless. Trevor, I don't give a bleep how sick still I am. Sick. He's here. I was, I, I'm not going to lie. i tell you this. I was vomiting two hours ago.
0: Oh, boy. He might be vomiting two hours from now. He might be vomiting two minutes from now. When I don't
2: give through. a bleep.
0: He was going to be here.
2: I've saved up any little bit of energy I could to come in today. I mean I'd be, I, no, you know what, screw you, I'll be in tomorrow. I don't, may not remember what I'm going to say by the end of the show, but I don't care. I have waited a, I have waited a, a year ago, this today almost. Mm-hmm. I didn't think this was going to happen. I thought my only chance at happiness left the room with Vince and his bummed, non-decision-making rear end. I thought, I thought my dream of Brom returning and, and, the, and the Brom bombers coming back was over. And no. Look at you now. Of all things, Cincinnati helped bring my dream alive. Who'd have guessed it, right?
0: It's about the time they gave us something.
2: It's, I mean, who'd have thought it? And the dream has come alive. I, waking up every two hours of fever dreams over the last four days, I, the only thing I've accomplished by that is every time I'd wake up, I'd go on Twitter and just start searching through Twitter to see if something is broken,
0: and you'd feel better, wouldn't you?
2: And of course, I'd see all you know the uh, the the mouth breathers being like, "Oh, he's not leaving. He's leaving." My sources say he's left. Yada yada yada. You know, because you know sources are going to be breaking like five in the morning. Is if I'm <laughs> that's really going to happen? Doesn't matter. It's all it's all good. I don't I, I don't care. It's such a beautiful look out that window, Mike. It's a beautiful. The sun's out. To the me. sun is out. The birds are singing. Patrick, you look damn
0: good, buddy. He looks fantastic. I mean... He's actually wearing Louisville gear now. We got him back We got him back we, in the cards gear. These guys. <laughs> these guys. That's, that Purdue gear is going
2: to the home sh- homeless shelter now, baby. Send it on. It's, it's back.
0: If you don't know what we're talking about, is there anybody, <laughs> are you is there anybody who tuned in is like, wait, did, did I miss something? We have... It's now unofficially official, Correct that Jeff Brom is going to be the next head coach of the University of Louisville football team. Oh. And this has been... I mean, I, I said it yesterday. I said it on Monday. It, it was not exactly the the best-kept secret in town that this was more likely to happen than not. And you know, Trevor mentioned, you know, th- there were stuff flying around everywhere yesterday. You know, the, the buzz was out there on Monday that this could happen on Wednesday. Um, I, I said it on yesterday's show. I think that the the target date was more like Thursday, Friday, leaning towards Friday. And last night... When everybody starts doing the, the the vague tweeting, you start. It was emoji tweet season out of nowhere. You start getting the players <laughs> being like, "Ooh, ooh, air like, raid." Uh, yeah, emojis that I've yeah. never even. Yeah, Mario Huggins, Bruce is the only one. He gave some clarity by being like, "Air raid." All I right. hear. And then like everybody else is like using emojis that don't seem to make any sense. I'm like, "What does cowboy hat mean?" And I'm like, "I've got no idea <laughs> what's going on here." Um, so, Pierce today had to have
3: been the most confused, the vaguest the one.
0: Yeah, I, I was like. He had head in the class. Madden Sanker just put out three brooms and deleted it three minutes later. I'm like, what does any of this mean? But regardless, so clearly something, some message had been relayed to the current players and the recruits as of like eight, nine last night. So I start yeah. texting people who would know and the same people who've been like, it's, it's going to happen. Well, like they're going quiet. On the me. only variable is time. Exactly. They're, yeah. they're going quiet on me, which means like something's definitely happening. And finally, late last night, get a couple of texts that are like we're good, we good, we good. Put the word out there, we're back up. And the way that the way the timeline's a little bit cloudy. Um, my understanding is we had Jeff actually meeting with uh, Josh for the first time on Monday. And then last night was the meeting between Jeff's agent and Josh to sort of go over deals. And an agreement was reached in principle that we're good here. This is going to work out for all parties concerned. And... We have to submit it to the board. We have to submit it to the new UFL president, which, by the way, if she somehow screws this up, like what, what a first Imagine. week on the job. What if she was like, no, I'm not good with this. This We need to be paying him more. We're like, what? what? Stop! Stop!
2: She would already be hated more than
0: Neely. She would. This would be, yeah, just <laughs> all, all you got to do is sign your name on the dotted line. We're good here. Very simple. <laughs> so, and, and then today it kind of leaks out. I, I think that they had wanted to keep this a little bit quieter until it got to Thursday, Friday, but Josh's thinking is, well, exactly what Sean and I talked about yesterday when Sean Moth was in the studio. By the yeah. way, thanks to Sean for for stepping in. Uh, sorry, TK. Apologies again. But- just
2: kick me when I'm down. You know, I don't care. You're fine. You're fine. Yeah, I'm good.
0: Time is of the essence here. Like th- This isn't a type of situation where you can dilly-dally around for the, 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 the sake of optics. The transfer portal is open. Mm-hmm. The recruiting class is kind of waiting in the wings to see what happens with National Signing Day looming uh, later this month. You've got, what day is it
2: exactly, do you know? I
0: don't have it in front of me. Okay. 21st, Thank I you, think. Okay. You. So that would be two weeks exactly from today All right. Good. is the early signing period. So you've got to act quickly. And I think that that's why you had Josh or whoever kind of going ahead and putting out word to the players. Like, just so you know, we've got a big-time guy coming in here. we got an exciting offense, exciting brand of football. If you didn't like the Mr. Rogers pregame speeches, guess what? we got a change of pace coming for you that I think you're going to like. So that gets out there last night. And then today, it starts It starts to leak pretty quickly in the morning. Uh, Chris Lowe of ESPN, I think, is the first one to put something out there about uh, an, an agreement coming up. And the details, to my understanding, are what has been put out there. Six-year contract, which is the same as Scott Satterfield got at Cincinnati, for about $6 million per year. He was getting 5.2 at Purdue. This is a slight raise. And I'd say, you know... Well-deserved. I think Jeff will, would would come here for the same salary. I think he probably would come here for a little bit less. And it all goes back to, you mentioned almost exactly a year ago it was i think december 3rd was the the day that we'll live in big x infamy was
2: that when it was i knew it was early december it hadn't been around the same time i
0: I believe it was december 3rd when we when we found out that you know this was the vince tyree florida state thing and then the very next day was neely bendipudi going to to penn state but i was
3: i was in the car driving down
2: (sighs) Bardstown road listening to the big x and that was on a thursday because i remember that it was thursday that he We knew Satterfield was staying, and Friday is when the 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 FSU stuff came out, yeah.
0: So almost exactly a year ago today, I think that most Louisville football fans at that point in time, again, exactly 12 months ago, were hopeful that you could get rid of Scott Satterfield and bring in Jeff Brom. And doing so would have taken giving giving Scott Satterfield a solid chunk of change, giving giving Purdue a, a little bit of change, giving Jeff Brom a slight raise I think he was kind of willing to take a you know handle some of the financials it worked that out but it was going to be costly and also you also would have to be dealing with a little bit of the blowback from firing a coach that nationally people were like he's not a terrible coach maybe even some people locally would have said he's not a terrible coach fast forward exactly a year later and you get the benefit of having somebody else come and take Scott Satterfield
2: I love you Cincinnati
0: give you 3.5 million to do so there's no awkwardness because this is his choice. There's no national people writing stories about Louisville. Who does Louisville think they are firing a, a good XSOs coach and better yet, a good man? Look at that. Pro- like You know that story would have been written. The, 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 that Michael Rothschild, whatever his name is, Sports He's a family man. He's just foaming at the mouth to write that just BS, lazy-ass story. So that think would have- he has
2: already saved his drafts probably.
0: And to add to that, we pay a le- less of a buyout for Jeff Brom, than we would have a year ago. It's a million dollars. So you get Jeff Braum, you get rid of Scott Satterfield and you get $2.5 million. This is best possible scenario.
2: I mean, is it worth having to wait an extra year? I, yeah, I guess it, it worked out in the long run, but I think so. I just honestly didn't think at this time, like I said last year, that we were ever going to have this chance again. I thought I thought that was the, the closing of the window and our second opportunity, and
0: I still thought it was going to happen at some <sighs> point. I, I thought it was, it was this year or two years down the line. I thought whenever Satterfield either got fired or chose to call it a career at Louisville and move on to another job, that it was. It but would, at that point, I was Jeff. worried
2: Brom may be moved on to an Auburn or a, you know somewhere like that. And you're or not,
0: let's be real, like if he had bottomed out this year, if they'd gone two and ten, he's probably not hireable at, at Louisville. Like I, I, if he'd gone two and ten and then followed it up with like a three and if Jeff Brom had gotten fired by Purdue. For lack of performance, you know, two or three years down the line, he becomes a guy that I think is a much tougher. Like the fan base is not going crazy, like they are right now. If you got a guy who wasn't good enough to hack it at Purdue, because he had a a, a successful season, an overachieving season, won the Big Ten West, became back the, to back seasons. By the way, be, winning, winning became the first Big Ten coach, first Purdue coach since ninety six ninety seven to win at least eight games in back to back seasons. It's a it's somebody that the fan base is excited about, not just because he's a Louisville guy and not just because he brings some intangibles that Scott Satterfield did not bring to the table. It is, like, it wound up being as poor as the timing was in late 2018, almost, like, like again, almost exactly four years ago when we hired Scott Satterfield. The timing for, for this right now could not have been more perfect. This could If you believe Jeff Brom is the guy to get Louisville football back to being nationally relevant, to get Louisville, Louisville football back to being top 25 good on an almost annual basis this could not have worked out more perfectly for you
2: the only thing better be if we opened at home next year
0: i uh, yeah i mean that would be nice but you know or what if the first home game was so many better than murray state I don't but know,
2: well, i just like i just like the person to be at home in general but yeah
0: you do now have a situation where if you if I mean, that's the worst got, thing to happen it's a great sure, day you've got three winnable games to start next season You've got Georgia Tech in Atlanta, which who knows what that roster is going to look like. They're going to have a, an entirely new coach, an entirely new system, new quarterback. No, they, they kept the interim coach. Well, But Jeff Collins is is gone.
2: Yeah, yeah. But you, I'm assuming you're going to see what you saw the last half of this year.
0: Probably. I mean, yeah. who knows? Who who knows what that's going to look like? I mean, the, a new quarterback, probably maybe a new offensive system. Who knows what to expect there? After that, you get Murray State at home, and then Indiana in Indianapolis. Those are... Three winnable games. If you start 3-0. Oh,
2: we know he can beat Indiana.
0: I, we, we've seen that firsthand. <laughs> I don't know who would be Louisville's first ACC opponent at home, but that could be, I mean, I, I expect the Murray State crowd to be good. Mm-hmm. I don't think it'll be a sellout. I think it'll no, be good, no. though. But if you get like a, if you had the same situation that we had last year, where it's like Florida State coming to town and they're highly touted, and it's a maybe a Friday night game or Saturday night game, like that crowd could be absolutely electric. And I think he'll do everything. I think the excitement that you feel right now, permeating throughout the city, is only going to grow in the months to come. Assuming, and this is the next thing that you have to talk about, he's able to keep at least some of this recruiting class intact, or he's able to replace them with with almost equally exciting players and land some big time transfers, bring, bring some of his guys from Purdue that were helpful in making success and retain some of his best players on this year's team. Like You need to, you need to do what Kenny Payne was not able to do last spring and, and last summer, which is build a roster that has people confident in your ability to compete right off the bat. Nobody's expecting Jeff to come in here and take what, what has been a mediocre program for the last four or five seasons and take it to 10-2 and two right off the bat. But they are expecting him to win at least at the level that Scott Satterfield was winning, and show us some signs that it can be even better moving forward. I mean,
2: you're you you. I mean, anything short of a bowl bowl run for sure. For, people for will be year, upset. And, will just, be upset and, and, and rightfully so, though. Exactly. And I don't think there's. I don't think even making a bowl game in your in his first year is really setting the bar that extremely high. No, it's I mean, not. I think it's definitely capable of happening. And you're right. I think. I mean, I, how much of the recruiting class is, is 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 kept? I mean, I know you know. I've been you know see online people you know are dropping bios and yada 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 and. You know, that's the cool way of dumping your your girlfriend nowadays, and, and with the kids, is by just changing your bio. But uh, I mean, I'm more concerned on what they do in the transfer portal right now, and and not just what maybe he brings with him from Purdue, but just in just in general, just the transfer in general. Because also, I mean, you come in just with a, a young freshman class. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna have struggles. I mean, I want I want this freshman class, the ones that we can come in to come in and maybe sit a year behind the the, the transfer portal guys. And get winning right away. And that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm just, I I haven't been this excited since I was 14 and learned how to
0: lock the bathroom door. Uh, I just, this is is an awesome day, man. (laughs) As far as the transfer portal is concerned, there's a big rumor out there that, and I I feel confident about it as well. I think that you have a good shot at landing Austin Reed, the transfer from from Western Kentucky, who threw for 36 touchdowns and a, a billion yards this year for them. I think that that helps right away. You also saw Caleb Johnson today, the the freshman who apparently does exist. We 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 didn't see a whole lot of him on the sidelines. We didn't know we didn't see him on the depth chart this year. He Does exist? He does exist. He tweeted out, "Stay still." In a, a video of Kobe Bryant talking about staying still, he said, "Let's work coordination. Nation. I'm still here." That's good news as far as the quarterback battle is concerned. Um, I would not be shocked if we see Evan Conley go to Cincinnati with Scott Satterfield to play out the rest of his career. I think he's he's on he's taking the road where he wants to be a coach. He wants to be. Like Scott Satterfield, a guy who came as a walk-on, got some. Pe- I know Satterfield was a good player for Appalachian State, and Evan Conley certainly was was playing well before he had this hip injury. I
2: don't. Even, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't go to I as a transfer player, but it's like gratis. Like assistant, assistant or something. Yeah, I that's that what happening. I expected it to be. Uh,
0: but I mean, I think you're you're going to get who knows what Brock Doman is going to do. But if you bring back Caleb Johnson, if you bring in Austin Reed from Western Kentucky or another transfer for, uh, of his caliber, and let's say you are able to hold on to Pierce Clarkson, which I'm. Yeah, you know, it's still, I think, very much up in the air. That's a, a solid quarterback battle right there. Maybe you bring in one other transfer quarterback for for the sake of depth. I know I said on Tuesday's show, or maybe it was Monday, that a prominent Louisville booster had reached out to Steve Clarkson and Steve Clarkson had kind of given his stamp of approval to Jeff Braun. That was Monday. That was I mean that's something that absolutely happened. Yeah. Whether or not that guarantees that Pierce and the Cali kids are going to wind up coming to Louisville, I can't say. I mean, it could have just been him saying having this conversation with the booster and saying yeah, yeah, would would love Jeff Brom at Louisville, but then going behind closed doors and saying, let's explore our options. Who knows? It is a wild, wild world out there. And I do think it's, I mean, you haven't had a, a Pierce Clarkson tweet out there saying like, let's go get it. Like, let's see what happens with Jeff Brom. I'm sure they're going to have to have a conversation at some point. We'll see what happens there. But my hunch is if you get Pierce Clarkson, you get at least three of the four Bosco kids. I think DeAndre Moore is still a little bit of a wild card, but you probably get DeAndre Moore as well. Ruben Owens. I felt really good about him at the beginning of the week. I think he's kind of gone a little bit rogue. He's gone a little bit quiet. I think U of L people still feel like they've, you know, they've done enough to 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 get some loyalty from him. But Texas A and M and TCU are both not letting up. they no, are, we're not outbidding them either. They are relentless right now. Um, it, it, like it's going to be interesting. I think that they feel confident about Jeff retaining at least some of this recruiting class. The interesting element in all of this, though, is. Like Jeff is very much, I, I can see why you like him so much. He's very much an old soul, like kind of an old school guy. And I think he's gonna get you know, the Nil stuff. They weren't doing it quite as much or at least to the degree that we've been doing it at Louisville when he was at Purdue. We'll see how he feels about all this. but the, the, the common response here is if you go to Jeff and you're like, do you want all these four and five star players? Like he's not going to say no. like like he's he's going to have potentially more talent here than he's ever had to work with. At any point in his coaching career, easier, and that would be a good thing.
2: A little easier time recruiting. Purdue's a little hard to get into in Louisville in terms of getting 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 cleared to, 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 be, to be eligible at Purdue than you are at Louisville.
0: West Lafayette is also a tougher sell than Louisville is. <laughs> yeah. Some is. of these kids.
2: So I mean, and you've seen you've seen Jeff have some trouble keeping kids eligible there. I mean, we saw that last year with even the bowl game where he had to go in with his four string kids and beat Tennessee, by the way. Yeah, Milton Wright. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, Milton Wright's a like prime example. We, we still don't even know where he is. I think he was I mean, he's, he's hanging out with Caleb Johnson for all we knew. They yep. <laughs> we were on a boat together, just chilling. Might be with, on the roster. With uh, what was his name? Uh, uh, what's his name? What's the name from Game of Thrones that left on the boat and we never saw? Oh yeah, him
3: <laughs> Jeff Brum was recruiting the
0: city of Louisville better than Scott Zetterfield. Oh no, question Purdue. about it. I mean, you forget that was a, not only recruiting but producing talent. I mean, he, that was a huge storyline before this Cali pipeline started up. Was not only are we getting beat by you know, for for local kids by Kentucky. But Purdue is now coming in and taking the best talent from us in head-to-head battles. And that was a huge deal. And then it was like, well, we just pivoted to going to get some of the best players in the country from California and Texas and other places. And I was like, well, I didn't know that was an option, that we could actually do that. (laughs) But as far as recruiting here locally, you've seen Jeff Brom just kill it ever since he got to Purdue. He did well also when he was at Western Kentucky. And I saw that Tyler Griever had reached out from WHAS, had reached out to a number of local high school coaches. And one said, quote, Brahm is the real deal. Fantastic relationships with high school coaches. I feel very comfortable with his staff. They are great communicators. Another one said this, Jeff Brahm is one of my favorite people in college football. His staff has contacted me every single season to ensure that they've recruited our school. I could not be more excited for our city. Another one said that he's been phenomenal to them, and Brahm is a, quote, great coach and an even better man. He has a sterling reputation in the city, even though he has not been a coach at U L since 2009. That is a, again... That's a good thing. I know that we've started recruiting more nationally, and certainly you want to get the best players from wherever they're coming out of. But if you look at the most successful periods of time in the history of local football, you've had a handful of local kids at the center or near the center of all those periods. And to make sure that you don't squander those up, look at Kentucky right now. Look at you know their, these glory years that they've had the last three or four seasons. A lot of kids from Louisville and a lot of kids from the state have been instrumental in making that happen. And a lot of those kids were kids that would have come here 10 years ago. Getting those kids back in the fold is not a small thing, especially if you're not able to maintain whatever this pipeline was that was created. If it was Pete Thomas, how instrumental he was there, I think we'll find out as time goes on. But it's nice to have somebody here who has a this type of reputation with the local high schools.
2: It's also nice to have a coach that you can feel confident is actually going to improve the players. That too. Like I haven't had that feeling in what four years, three years. I mean, since maybe year after year one of Satterfield. I, I I I guess I still believed it after year one, maybe, but since then it's pretty much been no confidence, and that was been one of the things that we've we've talked about. I mean, this is I mean, Brahms produced now, and then only offensive players. I mean, The guy had first round pick on defense last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's his three best offensive players this year
3: were a true walk on freshman. At running back. A former walk-on a QB who was like lost to Stetson Bennett for the award for the best former walk-on Who, by the way, beat
2: out. He's got a four-star recruit on that, on that staff up there. The, what was it, the Alamo kid? I mean, he was a four-star prospect. And then his best wide receiver, 1,300
3: yards, most uh, most yards ever for a Purdue receiving season, all Big Ten first team, uh, was at Buffalo, and then walked on at Iowa and had like 20 catches
2: last year.
0: There's no question when it comes to developing development of talent. Not, not to mention, he's got a better track record than the guy that we just saw go to Cincinnati. And the
2: ties, like you mentioned, him being at Purdue and coming down here and getting kids. He's a commit right now. He was also getting those kids in Indianapolis and in in Indiana. And there's, I mean, I'm not, saying, I'm not getting, not saying it's the level of the basketball production that they get out of that state. But there's some damn good football players come out of the state of Indiana, and he's done a good job of getting us. And if you can get that connect, you know, still get guys like you know your David Bells and. You know, Milton Wright, if he can keep his head on straighter, you know, and guys like that out of like Indianapolis and still and in still a town. I mean, the,
0: the, the biggest thing in all this, and I'm we're, so we're diving, we're diving straight into the minutiae, But the biggest thing in all of this is exactly what we talked about on yesterday's show, which is the enthusiasm, the shot in the arm, the jolt of energy into this fan base is it's palpable, and it was it, it's there in a way that I don't think we've seen since Lamar Jackson left. Or since Lamar Jackson's honestly since his 2017 season kind of went awry about halfway through, you you've been waiting for something like this. When you hire a new coach, you're always going to talk yourself into it, right? Like we're seeing Cincinnati fans do this right now. I've got Cincinnati fans in I mentioned everywhere who're like, "You're hiring the same guy with." Uh, I'm like, "Well, you're kind of just crapping on yourself when you say it. if you're like if you're if you're trying if your argument is you're hiring a mediocre coach because he's not any better than the guy that we just hired." It's like cool. You also hired a mediocre, like, what are you trying to argue here? But everybody's going to try to get themselves excited about anybody that they bring in. And certainly we did that with Scott Satterfield, but you had that. I always talk about him as like the peripheral fan, the fan who's a Louisville fan. They've got Louisville gear. They go to games when it's a big time event, but they're not living and dying with the news 365 days a year. Like you are, if you're listening to the show right now, that fan, which I think makes up about a third of the fan base. That's that is the fan that takes a 40,000 person crowd at Cardinal stadium and makes it a 60,000 crowd uh, at Cardinal stadium. That fan knows Jeff Brom. That fan likes Jeff Brom. That fan is excited as hell that Jeff Brom is coming back to Louisville. That fan has been texting me all day. People who I don't even remember. didn't even remember were Louisville fans are like Jeff Brom, baby, let's go. I'm like, how excited are you? I'm like pretty damn excited. Like, what is happening right now is what is going to continue to happen through the summer, through the spring. He is going to galvanize this fan base in a way that we have not seen in a long time. And it is something that we desperately need with one of our two showcase sports because basketball is what basketball is right now. Hopefully, he can get better. Hopefully, we, we can get some positive news off the court at some point in the next six, seven months that get us more excited about the future. But right now, it is an absolute dumpster fire. Football has been just whatever basically since 2017 this is not a guarantee that this is going to get turned around but for right now it feels like there's hope it feels like there's enthusiasm it feels like there's energy in one of the two major UFL sports for the first time in a long time and that is something that we have not had and or been able to say even at the height of the Scott Satterfield era it, it
2: I, well, Santa was always seemed his second option to Brahm from day one.
0: And it also seemed like he was, and this is not fair to him, but no. it, it has felt this way. It, he felt like a little bit of an outsider who was never fully embracing who we are or what we do or what we're mm-hmm. about. And with Jeff Brahm, that's not a concern. And I do think there's a nostalgic element to all of this. And I'm not just saying yeah, because he played here or because he's a Brahm. People talk about the Brahm's being, the, the Brahm's are synonymous with Louisville football, which is true. The Brahms are also synonymous with Louisville football success. This is a program that, let's face it, historically has not been one of the most successful programs in the history of of, of the sport, of college football. But when things have gone well, when this program has been at its peak, more times than not, there has been a Brahm somewhere in the mix. You know, Oscar comes here and plays. Jeff comes here in the heyday of Stellenberger. He's on those teams. He's on the Fiesta Bowl team. He's the man for the '93 team that wins the Liberty Bowl. He the co- game comes back and coaches the best years with Bobby Petrino, where we're, fi- I mean, for the first time in our lives, we're in the mix for a national title. We're talked about as a national title contender. His little brother's playing quarterback. He's helping out with the offense. When when the Brahms get cast aside, Louisville football bottoms out. It is it's a there's a nostalgic thing to it because when we think about the Brahms, when we think about Jeff specifically, maybe. We think about the best days of Cardinal football. We think about the times where we finally fell in love with this program for the first time and kind of pushed basketball to the side a little bit. And to have him back and to bring back those emotions that we've, I think, have been like, like in the, the holiday attic of our collective minds for the last several years is no small thing. Like people, It's part of why you saw some people very excited for Kenny Payne coming back. He gave them memories of the 80s. He gave them memories of you know not being a scandal program and all this stuff. The difference between Kenny Payne and Jeff Brom, and I feel like I'm going to have to say this a billion times, is apples to oranges. If you're if you're concerned about that, and I got asked about it earlier today uh, on an interview, like you know the fans were, were excited for Kenny Payne. The fans were excited for Kenny Payne because he gave them that nostalgic jolt. He seemed to be a good man. They thought he was going to do things that he has not been able to accomplish just yet. But there were certainly far, 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 more questions about Kenny Payne's ability to win games than there are with Jeff Brom. Jeff Brom, I mean, it shouldn't need to be said, but I'll say it. Jeff Brom won back-to-back Conference USA titles at Western Kentucky, won 12 games in his second season there, 10 games in his third season there, went to Purdue, which was, I feel like you have to emphasize this for people who are just bringing up the overall record, the worst power conference team in all of college football when he went there. They had lost 30 of their last 33 Big Ten games. They were an absolute joke. He takes that program, which had zero momentum whatsoever, and takes them to four bowl games in six years. Gets them eight or more wins the last two seasons. Beats top two, three top three teams during his tenure there. That is no small accomplishment. Ask any Purdue fan what they think about Jeff Brahman if he's an average coach and your rhetoric that this is just Satterfield or this is the same thing as Kenny Payne will be blown to smithereens. I'm not guaranteeing he's going to crush it here. I'm just saying if you're basing your belief that he's not on what he did at Purdue, you are making an egregious error.
2: If you're saying and you're giving me an argument, there's a big difference. We didn't fight for you to take Satterfield. Purdue fought to keep Brom.
0: Very good point. We,
2: we, we were like, you want to be my guest.
0: Look at the two different reactions. Purdue, Purdue's program. like, we
2: don't want you to take him. We want, now I'm sure some are like, you know, if he leaves, and most were like, you know, I love you for what you did and rebuilt us, and maybe, sure. you know, hopefully we can continue, you know, staying on the path that we are, yada, yada, yada. But no one in Louisville like, no, please don't take Satterfield. No. No one's like, please, no, 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 no. But Purdue fans, that, that's a, that, there's the biggest difference between those two. If you're Cincinnati trying to give me that argument, or, or you're trying to give me the, oh, well, uh, he turned around Louisville, they were bad in 18. Big difference between a team giving up and, and for one year, and not, and then a program being just bad for six years with no talent. The Purdue reaction is "Thank you, Jeff Brom, for turning
0: us around and everything you did." Our reaction is "Thank you, Cincinnati, for taking it. Thank you for buying exactly. <laughs> buying us, Brom." <laughs> I mean, somebody had the the graphic that they they sent to me, which was wrong, by the way. It was like it was like uh, you know Scott Satterfield twenty five and twenty four in the ACC, which he was not. He was fifteen and eighteen, and then it was like Jeff Brom. 32 and 30 in the mighty Big Ten West. I'm like, first of all, even if those were the correct numbers, which they're not, comparing the two is, again, comparing apples and oranges. You cannot look at at just Louisville's 2018 season and say that's what Scott Satterfield turned around. Louisville had a winning record in conference play every single year, besides that 2018 See, bottom out. They
2: were in the, they were in the run for a BCS game two years before.
0: They were seven <laughs> and one in that conference. Their only <laughs> loss was on the road by a uh, you know, by six points to the eventual national champions. Like Purdue had not sniffed anything resembling like that, and they honestly they still haven't. Like th- this was a program that Scott Satterfield did not need to turn around. He just needed to to like carefully steer it slightly back to the left and not gigantically overcorrect and drive himself off the road. And he did that effectively in season one. He deserves credit for that without question. But he does not deserve credit for what's transpired since, which has been mediocre football. And I'm not saying – I mean, it was always the weird thing about Setterfield was he did not do the worst job in the world. He was not the worst coach in the world, but he was far from the best coach in the world, and he didn't give you any indication that he had the potential to grow more into the job than he already had. And with Jeff – I think there is that possibility. I, I, I think if you have the right mix of his enthusiasm, his ability to speak to, to and relate to, to college kids, his creativity on the offensive side of things, and hopefully his ability to lure in some top tier assistant coaches, then you have all the makings of, of a potential for Louisville to be the program in the ACC that we all were hoping they were going to be when we made the jump to the conference back in 2014. And that's, that's why people are so excited. One last thing before we go to break here, I'm loving seeing all these players that are, you know, that they're tweeting out their offers from Cincinnati, and they're tagging Scott Satterfield, who has, I guess, not figured out how to change his Twitter handle. So it's it's all like blessed to receive an offer from the University of Cincinnati at Coach Sat U of L. Like in all these tweets, which is just wonderful. Uh, we can get into the We we can dive into the minutiae. Has of all Brom this.
2: changed his stuff? He hasn't changed his Twitter. No, because it's not official yet. Oh yeah, that's true. Also, well.
0: Ceyla Brown just put out a very.
3: Not cryptic, not vague tweet. What is that? Said, excited to continue giving my all to this program in my city. To any recruits coming in, no time for games. Let's work. And to all the seniors, I appreciate you all for paving the way. Hashtag Flyville22, first, cards
0: forever. Let's play football.
2: Oh, I can't wait to have a coach that doesn't just bow down when Stoops gets in his face this year. Let's take a break. He punches uh, right back. We will put him in a trash can.
0: We have a couple more thoughts we need to get to. And then second hour we'll go to your text on the Thornton Sex line, which has already blown up at It four fourteen fifty. It is a good day. It's been a good week. It is the best day now. Here on the Mike Rutherford Show on fourteen fifty and ninety six one, the big X. This is the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Celebrating the return of Jeff Brom to the city and not just for uh, a rooster's outing or something along those lines. He's going to be the head coach of the football program. I know if if we're wondering about timeline here, UofL has to give 24 hours notice to call a board meeting, which is necessary to approve the hire. You have to get the board of trustees to approve the hire. The president has to approve the hire as well. Uh, via Brett Dawson, per a source, Louisville will hold a late afternoon board meeting tomorrow, expecting official word on that soon, which means you could have approval. And then I guess theoretically, you could have the official introduction of Jeff Brom as your new coach at UofL, which, I mean, they have a big volleyball game tomorrow against Baylor at the Yum Center. He could make an appearance there. That would be a nice thing to do. Um, my understanding as of yesterday, and I think I said it at the end of yesterday's show, was that the, the target date was going to be Friday. We'll see if that holds up, but I mean, now everybody in the world knowing that it's a it's a thing. I mean, his,
2: t- his text to his players has already been out there, which wasn't <laughs> a, his
0: text to his players. That was Tom Dinehart botched that.
2: Oh, it wasn't okay.
0: It, it was a text to his players, which in the middle of the text said. I have met with my players at 1 p.m. during during for a meeting to let them know <laughs> that catch, I'm taking this job. I was a little half
2: asleep when I read it. Sorry, you didn't catch that. I, it
0: had to have been a letter, to, to, a message to recruits, or it was just you know something that was, was screwy. But it was a that was a weird thing. But he did meet with his players at 1 p.m. today to let them know face to face what a novel concept that he's going to take <laughs> the the head coaching job at the University of Louisville. Um, but my understanding was his message to them was you know very. Somber, like, I, I love you guys, like, you know, thanks so much. But he made no bones about the fact that it was time for him to go home, the timing was right, and he couldn't turn down this opportunity again. Uh, we also have news, um, Brian Brom. I, I mentioned yesterday I wasn't 100% sure that he would be coming. I figured he would, but I wasn't 100% sure. Brian kind of moves in silence. He works quietly. He will be the interim head coach it's for duffy. Purdue during the team's Citrus Bowl. So he will stay, with, with, whether he's coming with Jeff or not, for now, he's going to be staying in West Lafayette and getting the team ready for the Citrus Bowl game. So he will serve as the interim head coach at Purdue. And I do think, I mean, I've been told there's at least a non-zero chance that he could be offered the head coaching job there at some point. So, uh, I mean, at some point after the game, so, whether he is or not, I think this we'll is a, it's a
2: nice it's a nice little trial gig for him.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's he's coached the team when Jeff had COVID a couple of years ago. He coached them to a victory over Iowa, uh, serving as the interim for that game. Did well. They they played very well in that game. I think he'll do well in this game as well. Um, do you we have any questions? About, I don't
2: think there's any questions about Greg though, right?
0: Oh, Greg. I mean, Greg. Did Greg ever really leave? No, he's here. Still is in J town. He never, he never actually moved there. So still see you. Still see what Jimmy Rays all the time. I did love we had the texture last night who, at the, in the, the, the five o'clock hour. Who was like, so if I see Je- if I see Greg out there at a Middletown restaurant tonight, like should I read it? I'm like, no, it would be a normal Wednesday <laughs> for <Yeah>. Greg. <laughs>
2: I don't think Greg ever actually moved to Westlake. Like he his, didn't. Like he was living in like his office for like the last four years. <laughs>
0: he didn't. Uh, TJ, but I actually love I tweeted out the, the news that Brian's going to be the interim head coach. And, or Nick, Nick uh, responded with, um, want to know who's the head coach. Did Louisville hire the right prom? Many people are asking.
2: <laughs> what if he comes out and he who, who do they play? I forget now. They're, LSU. LSU. I mean, what if Brian's because it blows out LSU. for like, oh, no. He needs to be maybe, the OC. Maybe, maybe, maybe we need Maybe we did go with the, Maybe we, need the, maybe we should have gone with the younger model.
0: We need him here. As far as the, you know, I was giving updates on the staff yesterday. We knew that Brian Brown was going to leave. Uh, I know Trevor threw it. Had to just add it to your, your sickness yesterday.
2: Oh, I mean, I was, I, I was willing to just get off out of the bed and just go lay in front of the moving truck to make sure he
0: stayed. We knew that that was going to happen. <laughs> it became, I guess, somewhat official yesterday that he was he's going to Cincinnati. He's not going to be coaching in the bowl game. Uh, we also Darn. heard that, that Pete Thomas was going to be making the same move. Yeah. The other moves, Ben Souders, the strength coach who came here from Georgia last year, he'd actually been at Arkansas for like a full week. He was going to leave regardless.
2: You mentioned this yesterday. You said this. he's been in Arkansas for a week, and now they're talking about him. Like, he secretly left already. And no well, one brought it up. <laughs> I felt
0: bad, like, on Monday when it happened because everybody was like, when the news broke about Satterfield, I saw a lot of people who were like, We got to keep the strength coach. Like, Isir Abdullah's dad was like, We got to keep the strength coach. And I was like, Folks, I got some bad news for you. This guy's been in, in our Fayetteville for the last four days. And, and
2: same with McGriff, right? Had he left, like, a week ago, didn't he?
0: Now, I don't, if that's true, I don't. I didn't know that. Oh, okay. That, that may be true, but I, I'd I heard the Satter stuff before. I had not heard the West McGriff stuff, but he has been. I don't know if that's official yet, but it broke yesterday that he's been, uh, he's going to be the secondary coach at Auburn under Hugh Freeze. We also had news yesterday that Lance Taylor has emerged as the frontrunner for the vacant head coaching spot at Western Michigan. That was according to footballscoop.com. We'll see if he lands that job. If he doesn't, though, I think you can, job. you can expect him to go somewhere else besides Louisville. Today, we found out two more coaches are going with Scott Satterford of Cincinnati. Uh, Nick Cardwell, who was the offensive line coach, who came back here um, after Dwayne Ledford left. And then inside linebackers coach Derek Nicholson, uh, also going to Cincinnati with, with Satterfield. There's one – we got asked this question a couple of times yesterday, and I do think people want to know what's going to happen with De'Rell Sims, who's the, the the running backs coach right now. I think if you want to land Ruben Owens, you're probably going to need to keep De'Rell Sims in some capacity. The running backs coach at Purdue, another guy with local ties, Chris Barclay, who played at mail, went oh, yeah. to Wake Forest, course, led the yeah. ACC in rushing. Um, has is a uh, one of the bigger blunder recruitings by
2: recruiting by UVA in UK of all time. No
0: question, he was a terrific player. He yeah. has he's coming a lot of accolades on the first coaching career. You can find spots for both those guys. If I'm Jeff Brom, and it's like I, I can get the number one running back in America by keeping D-Rail Sims on the staff in some way, shape, or form. I'm finding a way to keep D-Roll Sims, but that's something to keep an eye on.
2: I'm curious if if he does bring in – we do bring in new defensive – on the Stevens side of the ball coaching. Because that's something Jeff's rotated through the last few years. And their current
0: defensive coordinator is somebody that local fans are not going to be overly thrilled about. No, I know who is, yeah. It's Ron English, who was here for a while and and did not work out particularly well. used to
2: be EMU's head coach for a while. During the Craig Del
0: had a a very, very, very – uh, poor stint as a head coach and now has been with Purdue.
2: i was kind of hoping they'd keep him as the interim for the bowl game and, and brian would come down with his brother but
0: we'll see i mean i think that's something jeff's going to have to look at i don't i know that he doesn't care that much about like optics and, and things of that nature but if you do hire ron english as your defensive coordinator here it's not going to be met with a wild celebration at louisville <laughs> for obvious reasons um, but we'll see i mean staff development that's going to be continuing to happen uh, it's going to be continuing to evolve these next couple of weeks and that's one of the more fascinating i mean this is going to have, it's going everything's going to move very quickly because it has to you've got again signing day 2 weeks from today portals open this is when you have to start making moves people are already flocking you've got like a million quarterbacks in the portal right now if it's not going to be Austin Reed from Western Kentucky who comes over you've got to land a guy who theoretically can be your starter for next season and you need some starters at some other key positions as well
2: now now keep in mind i like i said i've been kind of out of it but did I did that did I or did not see the North Carolina kid enter the transfer portal? No, that was a that was a fake tweet. Okay, thank you. Okay. Yeah. I thought that was weird. I was like, wait a second, there's no way.
0: Yeah. He's the I think he's the only AZ quarterback who's actually staying in his <laughs> third. And team. it made no <laughs> sense for graduated. him to transfer. Yeah. I mean, I was like, how is why would he transfer? Yeah, Drake May is, is not in the portal. I mean,
2: Leary, but- I get like I would say I mean Leary you could argue like, why wouldn't he go pro, but because of the injury, I could see him maybe transferring and now sitting out you know, doing one more year. But yeah, the North yeah, the North Carolina kid. I was like, there's no way.
0: Yeah, it was a – one, because it was a blue check guy, but he
2: – It was just a fake tweet.
0: I, I guess. Nobody else has confirmed that. Nobody else has said anything about I it. I think
2: that would move the needle a little bit on the social media it,
0: side. And that's the only tweet that has put that out there. Yeah. But. Everybody okay. else in the ACC is up for grabs, <laughs> besides Phil Drakovich, who has already transferred from Boston College to Pitt. So, <laughs> yeah, Pitt, Pitt has a
2: type, don't they? Yeah, it, it, <laughs> if they're not,
0: yeah, if, if the Drake May thing doesn't happen, he's probably the only co- quarterback that we're going to see coming back next season at his same program. But there are there are a handful of really elite level quarterbacks available in the portal. Devin Leary may be the most talented of them all, mm-hmm. and we'll see what what Jeff is able to make happen. It's an It's not a tough sell. It shouldn't be. For one of these kids, if you're no. – I mean, Jeff Brom, a lot of success with quarterbacks over the years. Mike White's starting to the Jets right now. Mike White's an NFL quarterback, and Louisville yeah. has a lot of juice behind its name at the quarterback position. When you talk about Teddy Bridgewater and Lamar Jackson right now, you still have that to work with if you're Jeff Brom. You also have yourself and your little brother to work with as well and say, look, what, look at the history we have here. You want to be the next in line? Come here and kill it for you. You can be an NFL quarterback. So uh, it seems, seems like it would be a solid pitch. Moving, I'm very excited for the next couple of days because I think
2: next couple of weeks.
0: That too, the next couple of weeks, I'm more excited because I'm interested. But I think the the first time we get like a Jeff Braum, I mean, he's gonna he's gonna crush it at his press conference. Oh, he's yeah. probably gonna cry. I'm gonna like that. I want the I want the tears to happen. I want I want him to squirt some. Yeah, let it flow <laughs> a little bit. Show the people who doesn't <laughs> love a little squirter. Show off those multiple <laughs> ties. Show how much this means to you. Show the because like I've said before. When you have a poor, when you have a divorce, and you've got some feelings of ill will towards the person that you're leaving behind or who just left you behind, you want the next person in line to be dramatically different personality-wise than the guy that you're trying to move on from. And Jeff Brom coming in here, having those Louisville ties, having this city, this program in his blood. And showing that by, you know, getting a little emotional when he, when he talks about how much this means to him would be the total antithesis of what we saw from Scott Satterfield, who was like, whoa, we got, I can't believe we have more than five media people here. You got here. Throwing the
2: G-shucks.
0: I mean, Sean Moth was talking about yesterday when they first gave him the tour. He couldn't believe we had more than one practice field. He was like just blown away. And just never really meshed with what was going on but here on Is it a full-size field? Is, yes, coach it is. <laughs> yeah. oh wow, even better. <laughs> it was the whole thing was just it felt I was at that the introductory press conference day. I'm like, this whole thing feels kind of weird, but you're you're trying to give it going there with an open mind. But Jeff, I think being intense and being emotional and letting it show just how much this place means to him is the perfect, just difference juxtaposition between himself and the guy who's moving on to Cincinnati. And I can't, I think people are going to be, if they're not, if they're still kind of like, eh, you know, I, I'm excited, but I don't really know if he's the guy. I think they're going to be thrilled with what they hear from him whenever he speaks, whether it's tomorrow or Friday. I
2: just almost wish for our, for our basketball games, the home games, we could come out and get us motivated.
0: I don't. I mean, I, I'm, I'm ready to not, Can the, we send the him, volleyball match is fine. The volleyball <laughs> match is, is probably can, a Can better we send him downtown
2: and give a pregame speech to the players?
0: I, I mean, I'm, I'm fine with them coming out of the volleyball or a women's basketball game at this point. I, well, yeah,
2: well, I was going to say the volleyball doesn't need them. Women's team, I guess, could probably use it. I mean, how they got the win, was it last night? about like 90 last night, yeah. yeah I mean, who they They're beat like, Directional Illinois or something. Sure, yeah, but, but
0: they be, to beat anybody, to come out and play yeah. MAD, it was, uh, you S- can't, Edwards, don't, don't,
2: don't yeah. dismiss that, Trevor. They lost to the Directional Tennessee to, to, the week
0: before. Yeah, but so. Middle Tennessee is <laughs> it's one of those programs that like, people are like, oh my God, Middle Tennessee, they actually have a I've women's basketball a program. I have heard that. Yeah, there's some Yeah, there's some sport places like that where they suck at all sports, but they're really good at this random thing. And if you're not paying attention, that you don't really know that. Like mm. they were. I think we won. One hundred and five to thirty-two. It was bad. It was it, yeah. it was a it was a lopsided victory. But if you're going to bring Jeff out, I'd prefer at this point, at least for right now, maybe get keep, him to the volleyball game. Keep him away from the men's basketball team. <laughs> <laughs> because one, we just need to. I don't know. I think the basketball team needs some motivation. Well, but two. Like, it's going to be kind of the same thing as the Notre Dame game last year with Russ Smith, where the loudest cheers of the entire season are for, like, somebody who has nothing to do with the current team. If you bring Jeff out in the crowd, which has been just sitting on its hands the entire game, is like, ah! Like, just going, Yeah, guys ripping their shirts off and then putting them back on and sitting quietly when the actual game starts back on. Maybe maybe it might hurt some feelings.
2: Yeah, but just so you might actually get some people there to watch the game.
0: Maybe. I don't know if he has that much power. I mean, Not like,
2: we might actually top. Might actually top three thousand. God,
0: we don't have to do this. We don't. We don't. <laughs> Once again, the best part about days like this is we don't have to talk about basketball right
2: now. This is like, I think you did I don't think you. I, I didn't listen to all the show yesterday. I tried to listen to some but I don't think at one time I was listening, did you ever bring up basketball?
0: No, nor should I have. Nor, <laughs> nor should I be the right o- now. The
2: only time you th- the basketball's been brought up on this show is... It's when Jeff, we talk about how Jeff Brom played is, basketball no, it's at when Trinity. I, I brought it up on Monday, and you told me to, kept telling me to shut up. Yeah. And, and now today... Doing it now. You keep telling yeah. me
0: to shut up. We, don't, <laughs> we have to talk about it for the next three months. We don't have to right now. That's the best thing about this all happening. What
3: about Jeff Brom playing basketball at Trinity? Can we talk about
0: that? And Brian.
2: I heard he went to high school at Trinity.
0: Fun fact about Brian Brom, suspended for pushing a ref during basketball. Like, the least Brian Brom thing that you could ever imagine. Pushed a ref during a basketball game, got suspended for two games. Another fun
3: fact, my, my dad has the uh, newspaper clipping in, like, a jersey. Uh, like, it's like a jersey frame and then a newspaper paper clipping. And if the headline is, Floyd Central beats Trinity 108-55. to 55, And Jeff Brom's in the box score with,
0: like, two points. Well, that was... Well, Trinity was... Those times were different.
2: Yeah, Trinity was bad for a while in basketball. Basically,
0: right, up until like the my senior year. Yeah, of high with, yeah. with
2: with with Brian with Brian and uh, was it Zebo? What was the kid in the, uh, the Saxon twins? Saxon twins. Barry. Yeah, they, they, were, they were the
0: first team to win the seventh region. Yeah. It was the year after I graduated. And it was when
2: it was when the football kids Brown. I mean, not Brown. Uh, Brian and there was another kid. Blake Nix. Blake Nix. Thank you. That's the name. When they joined the team late in the season, is when they got over that. You added the athletes to go with the good basketball players. Yeah, Blake I mean, you played, need athletes.
0: Blake played varsity as a freshman. He was a very, very good player. Yeah, he, played, be he good played in St. Year. Matthews in the league. They should be. Um, he also hit a shot at the buzzer to knock us out of the city tournament after I missed a free throw. My eighth grade year. I still hate you, Blake. Blake's you, a U.K. fan. Did fans, you play so with Blake
2: at uh, St. Matthew's basketball? I did.
0: We won a championship together. Okay, I knew you. Put, well, I remember him playing. Uh, this has been your nostalgia. Again, if we're going to do the Inside Louisville talk with Jeff Brom coming back, why not go full bore? Why not just go deep into the St. Matthew's If we're doing the talk?
3: nostalgia thing, do, do we have to mention the O2 state championship game, the Brom-Bush game?
0: It's 20 years ago today. It, I mean, it all feels like it's coming together. We're we're all, the, the the city, the world is in perfect harmony.
2: If, if we're going nostalgia, then on the defensive side of the coaching staff, can we get Sam Madison and like Ray Buchanan back? Sure, why not? I mean, Madison's he's a he's a defensive coach in the NFL. It, it is. I believe Buchanan's awesome coaching yeah, in the NFL. Get him back
0: to, to further Patrick's point. It is twenty years ago today. The famous Brian Brom, Michael Bush, 59-56 game. My senior year of high school. Yeah. Um, my, my buddy Mud, who he had actually had like three touchdowns and like three 250 yards receiving in that game I knew right when I woke up that he's gonna be the first tweet that I saw and sure enough he was like would love to see some receiving stats out get over it mud okay a, that's, you're your lawyer now that's Throw important
3: up. but Louisville has announced that the Athletic Association executive committee and board of directors will meet on Thursday at 4 p.m. news conference to follow
0: there it is that's, uh, the Brett Dawson confirming the Brett Dawson tweet there that we put out there uh, it's tomorrow will be the day that it will be confirmed I don't know if that means that we're gonna have the introductory press conference or maybe a little bit too late in the day for for that to happen Probably sounding more like Friday, I would guess. For probably like the, 2 o'clock. Yeah, the festivities. Well, if, if it's going to happen at 4, then...
2: I mean, Friday, they'd have the introduction press conference Friday right in line 1 or 2, probably.
0: Yeah, I think that that's probably yeah. right. Uh, probably like right of the show. But, but it's okay. You know, No complaints. Uh, We've got to go to break. When we come back, hour number 2, we'll get to the Thornton Sex Line, 502-414-1450. It's Jeff Brom Day. The Brahms are coming back. At least one of them is. At least two of them are. How excited are you? Are you excited? We'll take all thoughts here on the Thornton Sex Line coming up in hour number 2. Keep it locked right here on
1: 1450 the big x wanna live. Die, the now. Now, i'm not like this I'm really kind of shy, but I get this feeling whenever you walk by. I don't want to doubt you, I want to make you high. If you could see your way to me, come on and let me
0: drive and take you home tonight. Mama, now Hour number two right. here of the let Wednesday edition. Of the Mike Rutherford show on the Big X, talking all things Jeff Brom. I just now saw because Pat Forty tweeted about it. The, the Bring Brom Home guy, who is bec- he's gone from like ultimate local villain, like everybody's like this guy is so annoying to it. In the last 48 hours, they're like God bless this guy for never giving up for doing this. He's become like the the, the hero of the city. <laughs> he just tweeted it two hours ago. Hashtag brought Brom home. Brom all that work
2: <laughs> is he gonna change his is he gonna change his uh his, his, he his, it now says
0: brought back home he's the handle still at bring brahm home but the actual title for his account now is brought brahm home
2: that's awesome i want you to know
3: that i i, I texted him because i dm him, i dm him with himself i was gonna say to do time you time know time. Who this actually is i do not know his identity i sent him the i am iron man gift from the end of the iron man movie i know you all aren't familiar with that reference but well, anyway the
2: movie but no
0: yeah i am the suit like that that, that whole thing right yeah at the, like at the end one. they're
3: they're like 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 do you know who Iron Man is? He just goes, "I am Iron Man." And oh yeah, cuts yeah. to the uh, credits song. Uh, anyway, but he he tweeted. Uh, I mean, he DM me at at the end. He said, "We did it, man. No problem. <laughs> Trevor deserves props too."
2: Hey, there hey. you go, a little Trevor shout out. Hey, yeah. I mean, I I've I've, I've never I've always supported him. I, listen, I might be the only one in the city that didn't mute him.
0: I didn't mute him. Oh, I yeah, him. I muted him very. For a long
2: time <laughs> you did so Sean admitted to me a lot of people did
0: I'm shocked at the number of people you know, I, I've been doing this for a long time I've, I I've never went out there in the Louisville Brom. world for a long time I I, I I think that people like know a little bit about like my personality and who I am the amount of people who ha- have accused me of being the bring brahm home guy I don't think these people really know me at all like like last <laughs> night the guy was like it's either Rutherford Dean or Diener. I'm like no it's not like I don't he said he's a male grad oh he did yeah
3: I know you had a blanket maker but he said he's a male grad. I don't
1: know. Ah. It,
2: well, there you it, know now you know it's not me.
0: It has to be just, like, everybody's like, oh, it has to be somebody, like, notable. I mean, it's just, I'm sure it's just, like, some fan. It's just, like, some I would guy. I think so, yeah. Well, we know that they listen to the show. They they interact yes. with I mean, Patrick's DM, DMing them. They're, they're giving Trevor shout-outs. They've made that very clear. But I don't think it's anybody that, like, we know. Personally. Personally. Yeah.
3: I, also, I also asked him one time if he had, like, any sort of, like, bot set up to, like, anytime, like, had somebody to, mentions right? Braum. He says he didn't. There's no way. That's what he claims. Yeah, because like,
2: he, he tweets everything. He got I mean, up to, like tw- he's up to like twelve thousand tweets or
0: something. I mean, I'll have a tweet in like a millisecond after it's up there. I'll see. I'm muted, so tweets. I don't know. But like, I'll see that there's like a one response. Like that little like response box will pop up. Yeah, and, and I'm like, oh, my like, you what? can't see the tweet of this person. And then it just says yeah. like, you've muted this person. Yeah. Like, but it happens like instantaneously. Oh yeah. And it's on everybody's tweets.
2: Like I'll have a tweet and they'll have like one response. I'm like, oh, one person, and I will look at it, it's just him. Yeah, they have to have like I mean, an algorithm set up or something. Algorithm
3: because- to where everybody they follow gets well, bring brom home. Yeah. Well, it's not and just even anybody mentioning that a- mentions brom is bring brom home. Yes, and just like random stuff too.
2: I don't even think it's just mentioning a brom. I mean, just anybody locally that's Tweeting on radio anything. or or I'm sure it writer or anything is, is, is gets it. Because there's been sometimes he's, he would tag and I'm like. And read the room, dude. I mean, I, mean yeah, I had a
0: tweet about being like sick last week. Yeah, the the like, first response Braum was like, bring Brom home. I'm like, <laughs> okay, man. So I, I think that had to have been like, I, I think probably he or she interacts like normally, like just kind of like does stuff. I mean, because every now and then they'll switch it up and you could do, but I think they have to have like some sort of program in place. If not, then like that's a full-time job. Like, I don't know how you devote, like, you know, the person yeah. who's like, it's, it's rather I'm like, I got, I, I'm on the air when, like, half of his tweets are going out. Like, it does, I don't think he stops tweeting when I'm doing the radio show. I've got to do, I've got another full-time job before I come here. And then I got two kids under the age of three when I go home. I, I don't have that much time. I, I, there's <laughs> no way, like, that would dedicate, take, like, all of my time.
2: Are you saying, can, can we assume that, that Bring Brom Home guy or girl is
0: single? I would hope so. Childless? Hopefully. If not, then that's oh, one. Neglected child. <laughs> can you imagine that? Like...
2: Some, some mother's just porky like, Dad. Play cash. D- 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 can, can, I, can I get some food? Hold on. Not right now. Come
0: on. <laughs> Daddy's working.
2: Bozich just tweeting.
0: I got a I tags. I mean, I feel bad enough <laughs> having to say, like, Daddy's working when I'm actually working. Like, if I'm writing a story for about, like, you know, like, last night getting Jeff Brom stuff together or like, reacting to a little basketball game, I can't imagine being like, <laughs> Daddy's working, just being a thousand bring Brom home tweets in one night.
2: <laughs> yeah. But that guy wins. Like they'll be copy and paste at least.
0: That, <laughs> that guy's the winner. He, he hell, look, he held end, on. Yeah, that's this is his, uh, you know, his, his magnum opus. Can this we, is, can,
2: can we get Jeff giving him a shout out at the press conference?
0: God, I, I almost don't want to reward the behavior. Oh
2: no, come on! Now the only problem, that, the only thing I don't, the only way I would say I would agree with that is just the amount of hundreds of rip-offs I've seen since it.
0: Well, there's Bring Bettino Home now. I
2: know, and there's uh, there was one like He's not as dedicated. Liam like Cohen back to Kentucky and stuff. I mean, like, everyone now has to do... It's like the turnover chain. It's like, it was a great idea, now everyone has to
0: have their own little one. Now it's just, I don't even want to see it in anywhere. I want to find out who the guy is, though. I mean, this is... I kind of do as well. Mission accomplished. Come in here, unmask yourself. You all right there, Patrick? Let the world know. But the thing is, like, with all great reveals, it's kind of going to... like everybody's go, Everybody thinks it's going to be like, you know oh my God, it's Beth Satterfield, which Mark Ennis made that joke, which was hilarious yesterday, or it's going to be somebody that we know. It's probably just going to be like, I'm also go cards. Oh, four, six, five on Twitter. (laughs) My name is Jack Ferguson. I'm a a male grad. I I enjoy Louisville sports and it's like, Oh, well, okay. Okay,
2: maybe me Chris Barclay.
0: Well, could be.
2: (laughs) <laughs> it is him
0: We'll find out. Uh, the Thornton text line is. is Pat just getting big time calls and just walking out. And leaving yeah,
2: d- he, d- he flashed the phone at me like it's like, yeah, hey, look, look who at here. who this is. Yeah, Abraham tripped over himself getting
0: out of here. I know. It was not a smooth exit. <laughs> no, it was not. <laughs> 502-414-1450 is the Thornton text line. So I, I have to say this before we get to the text line because a lot of times we do have people who will text into the show at like two o'clock trying to jump the gun so they get their text read first.
2: That doesn't work, does
0: it? It, it kind of does, because okay. I usually look at him. This worked as well, because this has never happened before. I got an email at 2 o'clock from somebody who was like, hey, I know the text line is going to be very busy today, so I need to inquire about this. And they brought up the fact that a year ago, when we were doing the whole, hey, just letting you guys know, Jeff wants the job, and his agent's talking to Vince right now, you said you'd eat a salad if Brom got hired.
2: <laughs> was there an expiration date on that
0: guarantee? <laughs> a year and a week. We're right right within the limit.
2: Do we do we have do we do we do we have that on tape? We've I can go back and find it. You go back and find it. And Friday I'll eat, eat a salad live on the air.
0: Oh my god. Cause I was blown away that you would eat a salad for Jeff Brom coming home, but you would not eat a salad for a guaranteed national title or all of our NCA problems going away. But well, have- here's
2: the problem though. Brom coming home is guaranteeing us the title.
0: Yeah, I like that. I like that response. Yeah, I'm. I, I guess I'm going to have to spend like I'm knocking on the bring Brom home guy for just doing nonsense. I'm going to have to go home and listen to like five hours of Roseberg <laughs> show go from last year that was like meaningless chatter. Well, first
2: of all, first of all, you, you're you're too popular for that. We, we we've got we've got fans out there that'll do this for us. Patrick probably. Can do it.
0: Yeah, that's what turns Once he's on. done taking a super secret phone call with whatever Brom family member he's on the phone with. Um, it's, the, it's the bring Brom home guy. It's, it's probably him. He's gonna, he's coming in. <laughs> he's co- so we can make this happen. But this, this, I do remember that happening. So I
2: vaguely remember it probably What a it.
0: Friday we're shaping up to have. We could potentially have Jeff Brom introduction, Trevor eating a salad. Oh,
2: you're going to put that on video, right? Of course. Okay.
0: Now we also have to – I didn't know that – I came in here yesterday because you were off. I got Sean on, but I'd already set up a couple of guests – And Gary let me know that the phones aren't aren't working.
2: I'm call. I don't know, because we we did phone calls on Wednesday last week. That's
0: what I said. That's exactly what I said. And
2: now, there was an issue with the phone that when Patrick, Patrick couldn't hear them on the phone. Like he, so like, what he would do, well, what it was, he couldn't hear them like on the headset, but he would, he would get them, he would get them on the phone, he would connect them, and then I would talk to him through the mic during the break. And they could hear, and we could hear each other. Because for some reason, he couldn't talk to him on the headset. So, like, once the person, like, if I was going to call somebody, I could call him up, and then as soon as they answer, I'd have to move it right to the, the radio board. Well, now, here's the thing. And then you could be like, hey, Keith, you know, fill in the blank, whatever. You know, we're at break. Right. Be listening. We'll, you know, so-so.
0: We need to make sure that that can work because, I mean, there's a non-zero chance that we're going to be able to get Jeff Brom on the show, whether it's tomorrow or Friday. And... I'd like to know that the, the phones actually work and then we're not going to like set this up and be like, sorry, we can't call you. So we, we need to get that figured out at some point in the next couple like, Unless
2: out. something changed on Thursday and Friday. But like I said, Wednesday, there was a little bit of issue with the, the phone connection, but they did work. Okay.
0: Well, let's, we'll, we'll have to make sure that that's going to happen.
2: Was that Bring Brom Home guy there, Patrick, you were talking yeah, to? Who you?
0: was that? What was
2: going on? Uh, yeah. That was, that was Brady Braum. Oh, oh, oh,
0: okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: You didn't want to come on the show?
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, he, anything that people want to know?
2: Yeah, any, any news update?
3: Uh, he, sa- he said. He I- said. His exact words were, uh, "Don't be we bringing any inside information on the radio. Tell okay. him we're getting to work."
0: Okay. We're getting
3: to
2: work.
0: Let's get to work. Brady Brom, the real coach. We hired Jeff. We basically hired Brady. Honestly. Oh yeah. He's, yes, he's essentially going to run the program. He's going to take over in like twenty years. He refers to himself as the godfather of Purdue football. Well, now he's the godfather of Uval football. So yeah. Taking over for Schnelli. Schnelli's handing the baton from heaven down to Brady Brom. Make it happen, Brady.
2: It's not even a baton. I think it's more of a pipe, right?
0: Well, Brady's too young to smoke pipes. Oh, uh, he turned 18
3: on Monday. Brady's old enough to smoke pipes. Actually,
2: Perfect not, timing. Actually, that's not old enough anymore. you got to be 21 now to buy cigarettes. at Do you on. really? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Ever since when all those jewels and vapes and,
2: and yeah. such were. Wait, how long has that where, been now? That's been like five okay. or a couple years, yeah.
0: It's, we, yeah, we can. We can <laughs> <laughs> the text line's like, oh my God. <laughs> You're waiting for 15 minutes. 502 414 1450 is the Thornton Sex line. Texter says, this feels like the biggest moment UofL at for U of L Athletics since the ACC entrance, even bigger than the Lamar Heisman. To quote Maude Lebowski, Jeffrey, love me. To which the dude responds, that's my robe. <laughs> I don't think this is bigger than the Heisman. I don't think it's
2: bigger than the Heisman, but I, I, I'm not going to say that because I love the Lebowski quote.
0: The Le- Lebowski quote is fantastic. Yeah, so I mean, I, I'll
2: forgive you for just because you, you brought the Lebowski quote. But I agree. It's, I don't. As much as I love this and I'm having a great time, Louisville winning a Heisman is something I for sure never thought I'd Heisman. ever see in my lifetime.
0: Text says, and I did not see this text before. I brought up the story about the person emailing at three. Mike, if I'm remembering correctly, Trevor said he'd eat a salad when Brahma's the football coach. It's time to pay the piper. When he feels better, of course.
2: I mean, I I've, I've literally had one salad in my life. This would be only the only second salad I've ever eaten.
0: What kind of salad are we gonna get?
2: That's oh. a, where where are we gonna get it from? Don't give me some like windy salad. McDonald's Caesar salad. No, don't come on. You can't,
3: you can't give me. You can, you can use plenty of ranch, but I don't think it should be uh, drowning uh, ranch. Uh, oh, you don't would like you ranch? Try a Caesar salad. I'm
2: not eating ranch. Ugh. You like grilled chicken. I like grilled chicken. I I mean, I, right now on it would only be. Can I put grilled chicken on it?
0: Uh, cool. Of course.
2: Okay, well, because last time I did this bet, they wouldn't let me put any meats on it. Chicken Caesar salad. But I don't want, I don't want dressing.
0: Well, I mean, you don't have to, I guess. Can I just do cheese? It's bland as hell. But yeah, I mean, Caesar salad has, is basically cheese, lettuce, chicken, and Caesar dressing.
2: Well, I'll take that without the dressing. And croutons. I like the croutons. Okay. I, I don't like dressing. There's not a dressing I would, I would eat.
0: Fred Durst is a dry guy. <laughs> <laughs> you're <a dry> guy <laughs> hmm. Texas I just want to put it out there that Micah Carter's mom posted a picture of them on Facebook today wearing Louisville gear like he's that. a Purdue commit right now I enjoy that Texas says Mike I know we have bigger news to talk about but were you aware that there was a DePaul University I thought my co-worker was saying DePaul this entire time of course yeah with a W
2: the what?
3: D-E-P-A-U-W is a separate university then yeah. the same thing ending in an L
2: Ah, okay. Is that the is that the school locally?
0: Well, there is a DePaul school locally.
2: Yeah, my buddy's kid went there.
0: Texas <laughs> says uh pants are optional today. They are. Oh well wow. No that's no my one dressing. told me. Texas <laughs> says the biggest news of the day is that n- is now uh that Mike is now Twitter best friends with Mark Weinberg. Well not now, I've been Twitter best friends with Mark Weinberg. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <All right. laughs> Try to keep up. Mark and Mark and I have been we've been tweeting for, for months now.
2: He's hated me ever since I called him out for lying about the temperature outside.
0: Mark Weinberg, by the way, went to
3: <laughs> lying about the difference. like he knew what it was actually going to be, but he told you something different. No,
2: he told you. me we hadn't hit hundred yet, and I'm like, nah, that's, I'm called BS on that. So
0: John Ramsey has a, <laughs> a Halloween party every year at his house, and this is like it's a he has like a full band, like a live band this year. It's crazy, like he, they they go all out, and it's a it's I'm a, assuming
2: Pearl Jam's not invited.
0: They're not invited. It is a <laughs> it is a who's who locally, like the, the stars are all out at the John Ramsey Halloween party, and Mark Weinberg has been there multiple times. An absolute dime piece on his arm, Gucci loafers on his feet. The man has been shining both times, and I've been like, I gotta talk to this guy. I love Mark Weinberg; he's crushing it. Is he the weather guy that lives in my neighborhood? How would I possibly know the answer to that, Patrick? He's a weather guy on WDRB. I have no I idea where he lives. He, I
3: think he lives in my neighborhood. <laughs> I used to have a weather
2: guy. That's that a li- Trevor question. I used to have a weather guy <laughs> that lived in my neighborhood. His name was Craig Edwards, and then he moved, and these people moved into the house, and then they got arrested for growing weed in their house. That's
3: a Trevor story. So, yeah, Mark Weinberg lives in my neighborhood. Jeff Brom still owns his house in my neighborhood. Your dad just texted to say yes. Alex it, it Cupper
0: is. lives in my neighborhood. All the stars in the Ryan family neighborhood. Wow, that's I impressive. live in my neighborhood. That's why it's my neighborhood. Texas says, "Mr. Burgundy, you have an enormous erection." Well, yes, I do. We just hired Jeff Brom. <laughs> Texas says, "I watched the Big Ten title game from an NYC bar with my brother-in-law, who's a Purdue grad. I told him I'll root for a Purdue W." but then we're going to bring Brom home. I will accept credit for this happening. Thanks and go cards. Well done. Thank you for your service. It does remind me of the story that we, I don't know if I told it on air. I know I told you personally, uh, Danny podcast Trevor was recently on, he's doing all of these work trips where he travels and he was talking to this guy that he was on the road with. And he was, the guy was asking about, you know, Louisville situation with Scott Satterfield. This was, I think before the Virginia game where it looked like he was going to potentially be fired. And, Danny was like, yeah, you know, the the fan base doesn't really know what to think about him. Like, I I, I can see him definitely getting fired if the season doesn't get turned around. And if it does happen, like, we're throwing the the, the bank at Jeff Brom. Like, we're going to bring him, and I think it's going to happen. You know, we kind of know the the Broms a little bit. They seem to want to come back and all this stuff. And about five minutes later, the guy reveals that his son is spending the weekend when he gets back home on a visit to Purdue – as a football recruit. And he's like, he's like oh, yeah, he's like, I could not have tried to backtrack harder. I'm like, well, you know, <laughs> nothing's set in stone. Like, he maybe he's like, I hear him calling his son later and like bringing me up. And what I told him, like during the phone call I was like, well, I don't know.
2: I'm sure you saw the pictures Monday on social media where, where Jeff took the picture of the, with the recruit and the Purdue stuff. On, I think it was Monday night. Yeah. And you had a lot of Purdue fans kind of hold, holding on to the last grasp of of, of hope, I think, with the uh, well, if he's if he going to leave, he would he have gone. He wouldn't have done this trip. He wouldn't have. Then again, you don't know what he told that kid. Nothing was. Nothing was he, could, he could have been in there, being like, "Hey, I'm not going to be here, but you should go to Purdue, or maybe come with me to Louisville. I don't know." I mean,
0: I, mean, I talked to a Purdue assistant who was on the road Monday and was kind of like, "I'm recruiting still, not 100 percent sure who I'm recruiting for, but I know that I'm recruiting <laughs> right now." Um, and I think that was, you know, nobody. It wasn't a 100 percent deal. I think that they that Jeff probably knew the writing was on the wall, but like yeah. Jeff is,
3: he's such a good dude. I feel like he was just. Quiet. He knew. He knows he's getting paid by Purdue for that. On Monday, he's getting paid. Then he's gonna go out and work for what he's getting paid for.
0: He's that type of guy. Sure. That's
2: why he drives a Honda Accord.
0: Exactly. Does, does he? Is that a story? <laughs> we heard that. Is he from somebody
2: somebody tweeted somebody. I saw somebody do a tweeted at, at a person talking smack about Louisville and uh and Purdue. Like, why'd you leave Purdue when it's an SUV for Louisville? That's a Pinto or something like that. And they were like, dude, you don't know Jeff Brahm, man. <laughs> he drives a Honda Accord.
0: First of all, <laughs> if we're doing like car hierarchy, Purdue is not an SUV. Uh, well, I'm no, I'm, ah. I,
2: I'm, exa- I'm exact. I'm, I don't. That's not the exact quote of the tweet, but it was in similar fashion.
0: Texas says, "Get John Ramsey to call in and do the Schnellenberger voice to get us fired up." Come on, John, call the show. Well, we don't have phone lines. <laughs> <laughs> <We don't. laughs> John, let us know if we can call. Call you. my cell phone. I'll hold it up to the phone. <laughs> Texas apparently the night should be good. Apparently, the 1978 Peach Bowl was more important than I thought, according to the chest thumping I'm seeing from Big Ten homers online. Shouting about what a downgrade this is for Brom, I think that the that
3: that that uh Drew Brees Rose Bowl loss, was, yeah, uh,
0: the the Purdue fans that I'm seeing that that are kind of doing this where it's degrading our program and talking about Purdue being a better job, their basis. And I guess if it if if this is what you want to base things on, then then fine. It's all about the contract that the Big Ten is about to enter into with the the you know, the new TV deal that's going to give all the programs in the conference a huge uptick in money. And also the stability that you have now being in the Big Ten with the the uncertainty of the next helping of conference realignment, when it's going to come, what it's going to do to every conference besides the Big Ten and the SEC. And if you want to view it from that lens, then sure. But Jeff Brom, I mean, again, like who really cares at the end of the day how much money your program has? I, I know it's big for hiring coaches and being able to have better facilities and all that stuff. At the end of the day, if you're a fan it all comes down to to wins and losses. Like We follow the financials because we want to hopefully lead to a situation where we can have more wins and losses. Louisville has remained the highest revenue producer in college basketball. I know that they'll update it with the 2021-2022 earnings here coming up shortly. But even during the pageant year, even during the first three Chris Mack seasons, we made more money than any college basketball program in America. Do you think it made the fact that we were sucking out loud any better? No. Like, I, I don't care that we're making all this money if we're not going to win games. It comes down to wins and losses. And for Jeff Brom, it comes down to being in a situation that he feels the most comfortable in, that, he's, that is going to bring him the most happiness, and where he feels like he can win the most. And for him, that's Louisville over Purdue. We Purdue have-
3: has a lower ceiling than Louisville. That's like a...
2: I guess fair. Can we put the rest of the Louisville can't do this because they can't afford a thing? We should. I'm getting. I had had a buddy on Monday call me like, you know, you're not getting. You can't afford to do it, man. You won't be able to. I'm like, we had we
0: had two and a half extra million dollars to work with too. That helped. Every time I hear
2: like I send the same friends will call and tell me the same thing. Of course, UK fans, and they'll give me the same spiel. Oh, you can't afford this. Da da da. da, You're you're strapped for cash. You got donors not mad. I there's one thing. There's a lot of things I worry about in life as a little fan. One thing I will never worry about is not knowing whether I have enough money to do something.
0: There's always money in the banana stand. There's
2: always money in the banana stand.
0: Always money at Cardinal Stadium. Always money at the Snellie Complex.
2: There's always money in the in the in the uh, in the, earl, in, the, the uh, in the Earler's bucket.
0: Now, <laughs> I do think. I mean, you had Josh Hurd on Monday giving his in his update of the program, state of the program speech, talking about, you know, we can't afford to pay a coach like eight to ten million, but we can do six to seven, and he winds up getting right around the lower portion of that with a deal that is reportedly going to pay Jeff $6 million a year for six seasons or somewhere in that ballpark. And it would have been a bad look for Josh Hurt to be like, we can't pay a coach $8 million and then like go out and give somebody like eight and a half million. Like I think (laughs) then fans would be like, well, what the hell are we doing? But I, you know, maybe if like you had, I don't know. I mean, who would even be a big name? Like Urban Meyer wanted to come here, but he was going to demand like $9 million. Then you might not have the money for that. But that wasn't going to change even if you're killing it and you're having no scandals and you're bringing in big money. Like this was this was always going to be the range. You made it work with Jeff Brom. You kind of got him on the cheap because I think he wanted to be here more than a coach with his same track record but without ties to Louisville would have asked for. Like Again, like I said at the beginning of the show, this was best case scenario. If you truly, if you believe that Jeff Brom is the best person to lead Louisville football, or one of the best people to, to lead Louisville football, this was the best possible case. And waiting twelve months, as much as it sucked, because the season was the season was okay. It wasn't wasn't a, a disaster, but it was just another Satterfield seven and five. It was it was it was good. It was it was fine. But
2: Satterfield seven and five.
0: <laughs> just another set seven. Set seven. The set six. The set seven. <laughs> but you you went from having to pay Scott Satterfield to leave. Dealing with a negative blowback from certainly the national media and probably a portion of the local media. Having to pay Jeff a little bit more than you did this go-round. To 12 months later, getting Satterfield to leave on his own accord. Getting $3.5 million from Cincinnati in the process. Not having any of that blowback. Not having any of the, the fan base bickering about you know, was this the right move? Was it a bad move? Was Satterfield a good guy? Because he left on his own. So the fan base, like I said on Monday, is united for the first time in forever in under an F Scott Satterfield umbrella, which is beautiful. And your buyout for Purdue with Braum is only $1 million. So you get rid of the guy that you didn't want, you bring in the guy that you did want, and you get paid $2.5 million to do it. It's It's beautiful.
2: Almost seems like it's not real, right?
0: We are so jaded that I'm like, is this something has to go wrong? Yeah, something has to go wrong. other she's
2: going to drop, right? Satterfield's
0: going 12 and 0 next year somehow in the Big 12. Like, (laughs) this it's 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 too good to be true. We don't. He probably
2: will have a good year first year, and then he'll fade and and have a losing record.
0: I'm going to say I'm going to be the bitter person here. I know people are like, well, I wish Scott well. I'm rooting against Cincinnati every game. Like well, I, I'm doing that no matter who their coaches. I, yeah, I, I don't. I never mean, liked Cincinnati to begin no, with. Either. I really don't like them now. I don't want to see Scott Satterfield have success here. I want him to fall flat on his face. And Other than I'll, Jason I'll Kelsey, the there's
2: nothing about Cincinnati I, I don't like.
0: Uh, I mean, I like Devin Ritter. Desmond Ritter. Yeah, Desmar- Desmar- I, yeah, Ritter. yeah right.
2: I do. I do like Desmond Ritter, Yeah. I'm surprised. He's the same next kid. You're a Trinity guy. Okay. Okay. There's a Trinity guy up there, uh, Jack Dingle, safety. Trinity, go Jack Dingle. Yeah. Something like and that. And Travis Kelsey too. He went to. He went
0: to Cincinnati. Texas, I think. I you know, thought you were Travis
2: Kelsey. Yeah, you yeah. yeah. just seen the numbers I put up against Louisville when I played there.
0: Texas, I think that we were finally rewarded by a higher power for our fandom torture over the last five years. Well, it was about time. I mean, every time that we think that though, something just just does not go well. It's I'm, like, think,
3: I'm thinking we ride these vibes in the Tallahassee at one o'clock on Saturday.
0: I want to be excited about that. Don't bring up basketball, that. Patrick. Yeah, but like... In, <laughs> I was talking about my trip. An 0-8 Louisville team that. beating a 1-9 Florida State team is not going to I mean, I'll be happy. Don't get me wrong. But I'm not going to be throwing a parade. It's not going to be... I'm not going to feel as good as I do right now. Then after that? All eyes on December 17th. Yeah, It's already all eyes on December 17th. Somebody like, That's also like the biggest day for the season in college basketball. There's, I think, 10 games featuring ranked teams playing each other. Number one, Houston's playing number three, Virginia. And one of the like, heat check college basketball listed all those games. They're like, we're 10 days away from this. And I was like, ah, uh, excuse me. I believe you're forgetting a game. And I'll say it again. We're not losing that game. The Rattlers are terrified of what's going to happen to them inside the KFC Yum Center 10 days from now. We're not losing that game. Jeff Brom has to be in attendance. Jeff Brom's given the pregame speech. <laughs> and he will lead us to a four-point win over <laughs> arguably the worst team in the Miac. Yes. So suck it, FANM. <laughs> yeah, you will. Texter says, uh, the three winnable games to start the season just triggered me, Mike. Basketball has scarred me. Well, look, these games are more winnable than the basketball game. <laughs> we know that now. I don't know. I mean, just... just Leave basketball out of it, guys. I'm begging you, just for today, we can get back there tomorrow.
2: No, I think we'll get back to it until next week, probably.
0: I mean, I'd like to not get back there for a long time, but <laughs> no, we will have to talk about it at some point, but on Thursday or Friday, maybe. <laughs> Texas, can right. you invite? Didn't, uh, Germany
2: and family guy. Did you invite Poland? We were invited. <laughs> a bunch of tea was served. Peyton Siebert <laughs> tweeted,
3: shout out to this guy at Bring Brum Home. Speak it into existence, big fella. Wow,
0: Peyton Steve going. On. I did like Donovan Mitchell shouting out Brom yesterday. That was nice. A, ni- yeah. a nice little touch there. Uh, Texas says, "Can you imagine more in this offense?" Well, if you're talking about Rondell, I believe that ship has unfortunately sailed. But it would have been very cool. What's that having Rondell Moore? Maybe Moore, he's talking about there. DeAndre Moore. Just putting that out there. Oh, maybe, maybe he is talking <laughs> about DeAndre Moore. That would <laughs> like
3: having Jeff
2: now. Does DeAndre Moore seem more desirable than Ruben Owens though? He should. I mean, I he's, co- he's coached
3: in all first team All Big Ten wide receiver four out of the last five seasons.
0: Texas Trevor didn't learn how to lock a door until he was 14. That explains a lot. <laughs> I
4: didn't
0: even catch that. What do you mean? I didn't Since I was 14, I learned how to lock the bathroom door. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, more text line, 502-414-1450. Uh, we'll hear thoughts from you. I know people are, are tweeting I'm seeing every now and then like a stream just died just hang in there I think the stream's kind of cutting in and out it'll be fine we're gonna be okay most people it's working for no panic we're good, good the vibes are positive the vibes are immaculate we're feeling good here the show continues after this here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X Come on
4: and
1: let the Let take you home tonight
0: Get Brian, bring, oh, it's <laughs> the song seven minutes long. Oh, the song? Really? <laughs> Same thing. This was like Bohemian Rhapsody. Isn't
2: it? I, had, I had to load it to the two minute and thirty second part just to get the the, the chorus. Good lord!
0: Like this is like the longest song ever. <laughs> Reminding you guys, if you have if your house overheats tonight because it's so excited about the Jeff Brom news, if it's spontaneously combusting, <laughs> there's only one place to call to have that problem fixed. It's it's our friends over at AirServe. You can call them any hour, any day at 502-264-9662 over there at AirServe. They're focused on air quality and energy efficiency, whether it's too hot, too cold, too dry, or too polluted. They're going to make sure you're comfortable and breathing the highest quality air. And again, the best thing about AirServe is they have technicians available for you 24-7, any hour, any day, 502-264-9662. AirServe is there for you
2: Wednesday's show? Uh, Patrick nailed the uh, the, Today is Wednesday the reads show. last, last week. Wednesday.
0: Oh, you did?
3: I winged like three different reads and boy, did, <laughs> didn't get any of them. Like, I couldn't really, you, th- well.
2: you think I would after hearing you say them every day, multiple times a day,
0: but I, I pretty you much shock z- you, but I did not think that. I
2: zone out and this, this I'm one, aware. yeah. And so, Patrick was like, You can't recite them, I'm like, um. Air serve.
3: <laughs> like, you don't I, remember what you say on most days. <laughs> so. I got. Uh, I got. Whether it's too cold, too hot, or too soft, polluted. Too polluted. Nailed I said it. too polluted.
0: You. Are, you two are the same. <laughs> I said that. You're rubbing off on one another. <laughs> too hot. Too cold. Too polluted.
3: Call Air serve. A i r e s e r v. That's right.
2: I did. Uh, you did the first. You did. Uh, I Republic said. Public bank. It's and, not uh, First not, Bankers Trust.
0: They, they, no, that's not the bank. Oh, wrong bank. First Bankers Trust. That gave me the damn bank. Right? I, I, that's you, what I said. I, <laughs> did, I didn't Christ. get anything else, but I did say First Bankers Trust. Uh, and then I said— uh, First Banker guy's listening right now, just like, oh, my God, it's a big show. What are you doing? <laughs> and then I said uh, <laughs> the world-famous uh, UofL me. College of Business <laughs> Studios. It is the it is the world-famous UofL College of Business Studios. Visit business.louisville.edu. I didn't say that. For more information.
2: I think I said get paid to be in the NBA when I did my version of it.
0: That's fine. It's basically the same thing. Let me ask you this, because I wasn't, and nobody in this room, was. Patrick wasn't even alive. I wasn't old enough to remember the reaction when we hired Howard Schnellenberger. (laughs) I would assume, like, just based on... (laughs) I wonder where Patrick would have been at that time. (laughs) In my lifetime, I don't think that the hiring of a football coach at Louisville has elicited a reaction like this from the fan base ever before. Like, people were excited when... I remember getting excited after I heard Charlie Strong speak, after his initial press conference. I don't remember Charlie Strong. I was... It was one of those... He was a lifelong assistant. It was was a big guess. It seemed like it was a good hire, but you weren't 100% sure. I mean, I felt the same way about Steve Craigdorf. I felt... uh, I mean, Bobby 2.0, people were excited, but there certainly was a divide in the fan base even the people who thought he was going to win a lot of games you have a segment of the fan base that was like this feels kind of gross maybe we shouldn't be doing this and we have never again we've never before hired a head coach away from a power conference program has not happened before so you've not you've never had a coach this accomplished outside of Howard Schnellenberger who had won a national title before he got to Louisville am I wrong in thinking that this is the and again you're always guessing you don't know how this is going to play out I think this is the most collectively excited that the Louisville fan base has been about a football coaching hire since I guess since Howard.
2: Yeah, I mean I, the thing is is one I don't rem- I'm I don't remember cuz I was 5 years old and and even 5-year-old Trevor the, the I was watching I was too much into the NBA and, and pro wrestling at 5 years old. That was like the two sports I was into the most. Um not to mention Louisville football at that point despite getting Hausenberg a man with such prestige was I, mean, I, I probably didn't move the needle because no one cared about little football to begin with. Um, I remember Cooper having a lot of, and that sounds weird to say, but Cooper had a lot of of, of excitement because, I mean, as a kid, he's losing Howard and he, this is a guy that had been like he'd been the defensive coordinator at Notre Dame, and he's coming here, and so I was I was excited for him. You know, very wet behind the ears novice Trevor that I was. But you're right. I mean. I was excited for Strong, even though I didn't know really a lot about him until I did hear him talk. In his first press conference, he just talked in third person. I, was, I loved him right away. Also, yeah, I mean, other than, I don't think it's hard to argue. Yeah, I think mean, you're right. This is probably the most excited this fan base has ever been for any coaching hire in, in, in football level.
3: The fir- it's the first ever coaching hire that we've made where we hired a, co- we hired a football coach away from a Power 5 program.
0: I literally just said that, Patrick. Oh, like when you started talking right there, I was like, he's going to do the Trevor thing. He's going to repeat what I just said. In fairness, Patrick, I mean, and I'm, I'm going to defend
2: you on this. He talks so fast. He doesn't understand that. Like, he's I have to re- talk
0: fast. I don't get to talk he, on my own show.
2: He, <laughs> 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 we opened up last Wednesday with the. Uh, I was about to say, shut up. With,
0: <laughs> we opened up last
3: Wednesday with the origin of the wet behind the ears thing okay so yeah and
2: and unfortunately it made me forget exactly where i was in my rant and i had to like i had to pause for like five seconds just to remember where i was
0: it's amazing how much slower and how much more i'm able to enunciate when you aren't here like when sean was here yesterday because i'm not worried about any sort of gap in my speech where you're gonna just like come pouncing in with nothing to add to the conversation so it's nice sometimes i love you
2: for the record anything i add is is adding to the conversation okay
0: I wish I could say it is.
2: Whenever you started that conversation,
0: I
3: zoned out on my phone trying to make sure what I was about to say was true. And by the time I made sure it was true,
0: I guess you'd already said it and I missed it. This is why you need to like be like me and cover your, your face when you're walking past Trevor now when you get out there. He's he's rubbing off on you. I mean.
2: Please don't say Trevor's rubbing off on you. <laughs> yeah, you're going to get me in trouble, dude. No, no, no. That's, I'm saying it because I'm taking it. I'm taking it as an insult personally. And he's <laughs> the cop showing up my house. Uh I mean I mean I mean I mentioned cooper uh and and the ignorance it was the the ignorance is bliss when it comes to the, the excitement of him coming in and replacing uh, howard uh but John l was I mean out of nowhere you know had no idea anything about him I mean all you knew is he's gonna he supposedly runs a a a, a pass happy offense that Louisville was you know going in the in the the way that Kentucky had done with Hal Mummy and they want that kind of coach and that's what they did so you didn you, you were just you didn't know what to expect. Uh Patrino, I mean, uh, I guess a little bit of excitement, but you know, you, you knew he was with Jacksonville and did well there, and had been here. It's been all the same for the other. Yeah, guys. I like mean, they've, d- they've been d- all been big guesses. Yeah, bigger mystery. Than this one. Yeah, a Dor- huge mystery. I mean, strong, obviously, and I mean, even the Petrino 2.0, I was, I wasn't as excited as maybe some were, but I mean, I guess there was some excitement for his return, possibly. I mean, uh,
0: yeah, for sure. I mean, a little bit, and also it coincided with the move to the ACC, so that was kind of like a, it was a. You felt like it was a two-for-one when it yeah. came to the excitement there. Uh, Texter says, Mike, you should have taken credit for the $35 million rumor last night because it ended up being about right. So I don't know if you saw, apparently at the somebody overheard a fan at the UFL women's game last night saying, like, I don't know who Card Chronicle is, but apparently Card Chronicle guy. says, Jeff Brom's the man for $35 million, which is something that I never once said during yesterday's show, never wrote on the website, but now that I wish I could have t- taken credit for because it would have been nice. It would have been nice to hit that on the head.
2: There was, as I said, I, I'm, I was waking, I've been waking up every like two hours of, of the last couple of nights. And when I do, you know, just to, to kill the time before I can try to go back to sleep, I'll, I'll scroll through Twitter and I've just, you know, I'll, I'll go to Jeff Brom and scroll through. And there was a, an account. It was like, you know, at seven, four, six, two, three, two, some of those accounts, like four in the morning last night, tweeted out, my sources tell me Jeff Brom is taking the Louisville job at 35 million over six years. And I'm like, that's weird. <laughs> that's that's kind, of, kind of unusual, but, you know, I didn't think anything of it, but
0: kind of maybe maybe that, maybe that, that numbered guy had a, has a source. Could be. Could be. Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton sax line. Uh, text says, Trevor, how about Celebrate Me Home by Kenny Loggins for the, the show music?
2: Uh, so, uh-huh.
0: so I don't even know what that song is.
2: I don't remember that song by Kenny Loggins. What song
0: is it? Celebrate Me Home.
2: Celebrate me me. I had to look it up. Footloose.
0: Texas f the Fenway Bowl. Footloose. <laughs> Braum versus Satterfield, <laughs> hell in a cell match. I'm kind of like, I know that we're gonna get excited for the game. I'm kind of like, I don't even care about the score anymore. We've already won the Fenway Bowl.
2: I, I, I was gonna ask you this earlier, and I just slipped my mind. You can have the keg. How much? Well, we, hey, we've won. I well, you you know, I already said that. You got mad at me Monday for saying that. Well, I've changed now. Yeah. Okay. I didn't Monday. I said this. I was like, you know what? You can even have the keg now. I think back, like, no! I take it back, I want the keg. Uh, okay. I love the keg. The keg shouldn't the be cab. going to Boston. I'm,
0: I'm, call me a coward, the keg should not be going to Boston. Are oh, we even
2: sending the right keg? Didn't you say it was in
0: somebody's basement? I hope it's like a fake keg. I hope it's like a blow-up, and they come over, and like they, if they beat us, they take it, and they're like, oh my, and then it's just like, this isn't the real keg. Didn't right. we
3: lose it for a few years? Satterfield
0: didn't know where it was. A grad assistant had it at his house. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I would
3: do if I was a grad assistant. I told you, the the best part is... Last year when they
0: announced that they were going to try to play the football game, (laughs) some guy tweeted at me and was like, oh, you want to know where the keg is? And like had a picture of the keg there. And I kind of was like, who is this guy? Why does he have it? He has to be the guy who had it that Satterfield was talking about.
2: The best part about that story is that means there was some dude walking out carrying a keg at UFL's (laughs) campus. To his car, and no one even noticed.
0: That's what I'm saying. Is that is that like, guy? It, this is not like
2: walking out with like a pencil sharpener. He had to have put it like a. Gar- I would have put it in a garbage bag. I, it I mean, it's still pretty problem. noticeable. maybe a <laughs> duffel bag. I feel like a duffel bag could hide it the shape pretty know. well. That'd be. I don't think so. That's, I think that cake's pretty big. If I'm, if I, have never been like up close to it, but I mean, it's it's a keg. It's, they should have known where it was. Yeah, I that's mean, all I'm saying. I was shocked. I heard Sean bring that up yesterday a little bit on some of like the awards that are just like. Sitting in the break room, just like up on top of the fridge and collecting dust. That, that's probably why we're uh, taking it to Boston. We clearly don't care about where it is. And this is all what happens when the Cardinal Cafe closed.
0: Tex text says, oh, it's Scooter Dingus. I hate the way that you say West Lafayette, Mike. Because you want to say West Lafayette? West Lafayette. West Lafayette. Sorry. That's what West I say. Lafayette. I don't care enough about the place to get the name right, to get the <clears throat> pronunciation right.
2: Why do you care, Scooter? Not you an guy anyway.
0: Yeah, you, you should be joining me, Scoots. Yeah, Scoots just hates the show. I suppose
3: somebody f- on Twitter call it West Tobacco Field, Indiana.
0: <laughs> Who cares? I have been to West Lafayette uh, uh, one time for at a very fun weekend in college. It's a great party experience for a college, but there's not, like, I would never go there as an adult. Isn't it
2: Southern Chicago?
3: It's about an hour south of Chicago. Yeah.
2: I mean, I heard. by the way, I heard Scoots and uh, Roush were uh, having beep this morning.
0: Eastern Michigan, by the way, lost to Florida Atlantic uh, in their most recent game by 28. Okay, They're already up 2 0 on me. 2 0. Is it an to insurmountable five. two game lead. <laughs> I'm down 2 to
2: nothing here. It's Sex like a...
0: says the KP comments are maddening. <laughs> Sad. We knew that KP was a gamble given the circumstances. I believe it was a good gamble. Jeff is not a gamble. He's the correct hire because he has all of the qualifications. The native ties is just a bonus. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I have fielded this question so many times today, people being like, you know, you guys got excited for Kenny Payne. You're doing the same thing again. Watch the results be the same. That, outside of it being a former player with direct ties to U of L, that I think other former players wanted to see come back. There's really no comparison here. Like the two situations are not analogous. Like it's, I guess I get why you'd want to. If maybe if you're a Brom skeptic or if you're a rival fan, why you'd want to make the comparison, but. Again, the biggest holdup... First of all, I think that the fan base as a whole had more concerns with Kenny Payne than they did with Jeff Brom. I don't think... It, there's no way to know those types of things for sure unless you polled every single fan, but I think that the, I think the approval rating for the Brom hire is higher than the approval rating for the, the Kenny Payne hire would have been because, and I don't know if you guys have heard this, Kenny Payne had never been a head coach before he got the Louisville job. Jeff Brom has at two different places... Say what? He's been a damn good one. Like, that's it's not the same thing. I don't, I don't know how else to say it. I don't know why people can't, can't grasp that just because there are certain similarities does not mean that the differences between the two hires aren't more numerous and much more important when it comes to the actual hiring of this. Have you gotten negative feedback
2: on from anybody? Cause you get, you, you get more people coming at you on Twitter and social media than I do. Uh, I mean, have you had anybody going, I don't like this hire. I wish not, maybe not that I, I'm yes. glad Satterfield's gone. I, w- I wanted to keep Satterfield, but, I don't. I don't like this hire. We should. We should go in a different direction other than th- after Satterfield's departure. Sure,
0: but I mean, like I, you know, I'm getting several thousand responses from fans. Like you're going to have a few mixed in there that are. I guess. I mean. Yeah, like they, they, it's you're ne- you're never going to have universal approval for a hire. And there, I mean, there were people when Jeff Brom said thanks but no thanks in 2018 who felt spurned and who I think still kind of hold that against him. There were people last year when this was when the chatter was happening about him potentially coming back who were saying. I don't want Jeff Brom. I mean, we've had people on the text line when it's even when you've gone on your rants, when we've been playing poor football about how Jeff needs to come back, who have brought up his overall record and brought up things. Yeah, th- there certainly is a segment of the fan base that is not as over the moon as I think probably the majority are, but it it's that's always going to be the case. Right? Like they're always going to be, and understandably still so, like we, like I've got no idea that th- if this is going to be a, a a home run in the end, like the, it could very well wind up being, not, not very well, but it, it's certainly possible that it could be like a Satterfield tenure or, God forbid, a cragthory. There's never a guarantee with, with hires. You, you never know for sure.
3: Benjamin Perry just entered his name into the transfer portal.
0: Uh, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Ben Perry's very good.
3: Started nine games last year, 46 tackles, 32 solo.
0: He's very, very good, and he plays very hard. I mean, that's our biggest recruit from a couple of years ago. Um, yeah, that's, that's a big one. That doesn't mean he's leaving. Doesn't mean that we have, We've already had a couple of guys, um, go ahead and put their name in the portal, and then take their name out of the portal. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you can come back. But that was that's not great news.
2: I mean, if I'm a, if I'm a kid on the team, I mean, I don't, I don't I don't see any harm in putting your name in the portal, whether you intend to leave or not.
0: Uh, the NCAA, by the way, has announced that every player on Virginia's roster is going to be granted an extra year of eligibility. Uh, I'm assuming because they didn't get to play those last two games after the, the shooting. And Brandon Armstrong is going to play college football until he's like 27. Um, but <laughs> that's an understandable move. So all those guys, Anthony Johnson, who played here at UofL, put his name in the portal recently, the cornerback. Uh, he'll have, in, I think, two more years of eligibility now. Maybe come back. He was a good player here and a good player at Virginia, although he threw a bunch of L's down in that game. So maybe we don't, we don't want him. But Ben Perry going in the portal is not, not the news I wanted to hear today. Texter says uh, the Breen Brom home guy is actually Elon Musk. Would be a great story. It's Trump would be a great story. <laughs> That's how he had to get back on
3: Twitter. I uh, think Trevor makes sense. For I think it might be Trevor
2: again. There's unless I don't even know how to make a bot to do that stuff. So. That's
0: the thing because Trevor has been guessed even more than anybody else that I know. And one, Trevor's far too lazy to ever do this. Yeah, this guy's tweeting before two p.m. So that that rules out Trevor right away. It's just it's not like, like he would never again. You'd have to dedicate. Way more, you wouldn't be able to play video games. You wouldn't be able to watch you know, six movies a night.
3: He did text me. Trevor deserves props too, and that's a that's a Trevor
2: thing to do.
0: That is a Trevor thing to do. But again, the 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 evidence against it being Trevor is, I think, insurmountable.
2: I still don't even know how to take videos off people's Twitter account.
0: Yeah, you don't. Even, it's not gonna happen. It's, it's not. <laughs> I don't know what I mean, it's not Trevor. <laughs> I'm I'm
2: still at the point where I think I had and do it when I retweet. I have to type RT and then hit at when like in the early days of Twitter when you had to do that. <laughs>
0: Texas, the excitement of this hire is the same to me when we hired Patino. I, I don't think it's that extreme. Nah, I mean, I mean, Patino was a national title winning coach in basketball.
2: Because of the, the differences in sports, I would I sure. wouldn't bet that comparison. But yeah,
0: I think Patino was a was a bigger deal. But but this is it's, when, as far as football is concerned. I think it's still the biggest deal. Uh, Texas. Before Brian Brown leaves for Cincinnati, he's going to swing by the studio and just egg Trevor's car. I can see that happening. Who's going to egg my car? Brian Brown.
2: Oh, whatever. you will miss it. Bring Brown home. That's, I'm not worried about that. And if, if I know if it's anything like the way he teaches tackling, he'll hit the neighbor's car.
0: Texas pulled Stephen Heron out of the portal ASAP. I think there's a good chance that that happens. Former Trinity kid, went to Stanford, uh, was a great player there as they entered the portal.
3: I was up at Purdue one day, and he was there
0: on a visit. I think, I think Louisville has a good shot. I think Louisville has a good shot of bringing him uh, home. Texas, what was the reasoning slash justification at the time for hiring Cragthorpe? Looking at his resume before he got here, it doesn't make sense. I was a big fan of... But wasn't old enough to follow slash understand all of that at the time. George loved him. George loved him. Yeah, he'd had a. They, they had known each other, I think, for a fairly long period of time. Crackthorpe, again, yeah. Looking back at what he did at Tulsa, it was good, but it was like if you're hiring a guy from a place like Tulsa, you want ten and 2, 11 and one, the type of numbers that that Jeff Brom had at Western Kentucky. He was like I think eight and four was his best season. Best. Regular no, he went season. nine and four. Yeah, no, because he won a bowl game. Yeah, 8-4 yeah. well, was yeah, his yeah. best regular season that he had at Tulsa. Oh, and, like, looking back on it, it was kind of like, okay, did we really think that this was the guy? We were asking him to have better numbers at a better program in a better conference than he had produced at his prior job.
2: Well, also, it just didn't – the, the clashing of personalities was just a bad – I mean, you bring in this nice the, – the, to come into the situation, it was just – it wasn't going to work. For sure. I mean, it was it, it just uh, just in general.
0: Um, <sighs> Texture says, "You said you guys said the same thing when Kenny Payne was hired. You had the same show. You clearly don't listen to the show because that's not at all what happened here."
2: What about Kenny, I mean, we we were we have never been shy to say that there was reason to have doubt for Kenny, but we hope to be positive and optimistic for. Her. Hell, I'm so optimistic I put five hundred on on the line. Yeah, I mean, I mean. <laughs> I, I mean, was, some uh, people can confuse optimism with stupidity, but you know whatever.
3: There has to be somewhere where you can place an under on a win total for Louisville. I uh, went to I, went,
2: I, I, I tried to look that up. You texted me that last week, and DraftKings doesn't offer it, unfortunately.
0: The interesting thing about the Kenny Payne thing is, people who actually listen to the show and the podcast and stuff back in the summer and then the, the the fall, they they were so mad at me for saying like, "Hey guys, like we should have done more in the portal." This, well, first of all, they're like, you hated the hire to begin with. I was like, he was not my first, second, third choice. Like I, I, I've never tried to hide that. But I've always said, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Let's try to be patient. Let's do all those things. But I think that the first season is going to be rough. I mean, you know, we did the win totals. I was like 11, 12, 13 wins. I think they finished probably bottom five again of the ACC. And people flipped out about that. And now that we're 0-8, I'm getting people who clearly weren't listening to the show who are like, You loved Kenny Payne, like why don't you grow some stones and call this guy out for being like not doing a great job and all this stuff? And I'm like, you can't win. Like you can just you can never win because people don't actually listen to the shows or listen to what you're saying. Um, So that being the case, who cares? Well,
2: they're not listening. Why why do I I care about filtering what I say? Well, I mean, they're listening to a degree. I love. They're listening right now. What, why were, they apparently were listening when I made them breakfast and I eat a salad a year ago I gotta say where, we, were there, where was the stupidity in not listening back then
3: I love the people that are taking the coach that UC or coach that you twitter handles on twitter
0: yeah yeah. which I think all, they're getting all their accounts suspended and I'm sure that's not One's still going up. over well with UC
3: one that's still up is, is just coach that you and the
0: name of it is have fun getting your handle Frederick <laughs> boy Texas says that crystal balls are currently flipping Owens from Louisville to AM right now. Oh well, I still take the trade off any day.
2: I mean, it's hard to compete with it. T C is about to go to a, uh, or, is A&M or TCU? A&M. Okay. you said A or TCU. and Okay, because you said T C earlier. Is the opposite reference? I mean, I mean, A&M, We're not going to outbid either one of them. That's the thing. He's also on top of it, so
0: we're we're not. But there there are other things in play. I think that he still could be held firm to his commitment. I'm not saying it's definitely going to happen, but I still think that Louisville has a shot if. A few things happen, namely, derail Sims being retained on staff. I think that's that's a if you let him go, that's a non start It's done. Um, but again, if Jeff does, if Jeff sees getting his own staff and not having a staff member is more important than bringing in one running back, then so be it. I, mean, I think at this point, yeah, you know, we did the, we did the trust KP thing. Hasn't worked out well so far. Maybe it'll work out well long term. But for now, I guess you you got to do the trust JB thing when it comes to to the, this type of of deal. Um, Texas says. Uh, to clarify, this is the he said the excitement is the same when we hire Patino. To clarify, I'm not comparing the success of with Patino prior uh, to, but the fact that I'm excited the program is going to progress forward and become nationally relevant again. That's the hope for sure. And I think to do it a guy, uh, under a guy who the fan base likes and who they, they know and who they remember being an instrumental part of various eras of success here would be it's perfect. I mean, I, I said Kenny Payne coming back and being the guy that got Louisville basketball back to being what we expected to be would be the perfect storm. Like, that's. That's, it still is. It's, it, that's still the ideal scenario that Louisville basketball gets back and that one of our own is the person doing it. It's not off to a great start, to say the least, but that still is, is kind of the dream. It's now becoming the dream in football. You've got a likable person who is one of your own, born and bred here. I don't know if you guys knew this. He went to Trinity, played there, really. successful there, played mm-hmm. multiple sports. Um, instrumental success here both as a player and a coach who now is coming home. Like this is – you couldn't write a better script. If Louisville football is going to get into the playoff in a few years and make some noise and take this program to new heights, Jeff Brom would be the, the perfect main character to, to be steering that ship.
2: Yeah, I don't even yeah. think Jerry Bruckheimer could screw up this sports story. There'd be
0: a lot more. That's saying a lot
2: because he screwed up every movie he's touched in both sports.
0: You'd, you'd have, uh, I don't know, like, you know, Josh Hurd would be more of a, he'd, he'd have like a drug problem. He'd be screaming everywhere. Like, you'd, ha- you'd have some, some crazy characters that would be taking on attributes that they don't actually have in real life. Which is fine. That's okay. <laughs> uh, we got to go to break when we come back.
2: Josh is over Free Basin.
0: <laughs> hour number three of the Rutherford Joes on the way. We'll continue this discussion. Jeff Brom is coming home, folks. Let's talk about it for another hour. Keep it locked right here on the Big X. Said. Welcome back in, 5 o'clock hour here, celebrating the return of Jeff Brom. It finally happened. It's been, I mean, out of all the themes that we've had on this show since we started in August of 2021, this has probably been the most prominent and the most consistent, is you and me to a lesser extent. Clamoring for Jeff Brom to come home and coach the Me football too. program. Me too. I went in on that too. <laughs> Patrick injecting himself, Intern Patrick, into the show. <laughs> yeah. We have wanted this to happen for a long time. Yeah. You have been steadfast. Even when it seemed like there was no way for it to happen, and there was no reason even bringing it up, you have driven it into the ground. It's a celebratory day for everybody. It's certainly a celebratory I never, day. I, never,
2: I kept hope alive the entire time. I never let go.
0: You did. Like, I, I kind of expected you to cry at one point today. Like, I, it was just so hard at times. Like after <laughs> I had to watch the Armed Forces Bowl, watch Air Force run all over us. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm, I'm be,
2: I'm full, full honesty. I have full disclosure here. I, I've gotten, I never held anything back on the airways. No. Sometimes yes. it's a good thing. Sometimes it's a bad thing. It's not the best. <laughs> sometimes it depends. This time last year, you know, I was on, you know, talking on the phone with uh, our boss, his, his intern's papa. And I just remember being like, I, just, I almost felt just so sick to my stomach. Like nauseous because I just felt like an opportunity just, just lost. And how just how much I wanted it to happen so bad. And it, just, it was there and it, it, it was gone. And we lost. And I honestly did not really think that we would get the chance again. I just, it was the second chance we had. And I thought we maybe blew it.
0: Play Vanessa Williams, save the best for last. Just when I
1: thought our chance
0: had (laughs) passed, Jeff went and saved the best for
2: last. The Miss Universe winner, not the porn star.
3: Exactly. (laughs) Jeff turned
2: us down once. Even though
3: she did do nudity. (laughs) Jeff had his chance in 2018. We had our chance last
0: year. Both
3: had our chances. Third time's the charm. All worked out. Got it done.
0: We've got a little bit of breaking news here. I hate even doing this. Basketball, get out of my face right now. I never thought I would say this in my entire life, but I want to just dedicate three full hours to football happiness. But we have breaking news. UofL, the the only player that they still were technically in on in the 2023 recruiting class, Isaiah Miranda, the 7-Foot Center, who as recently as a month and a half ago was viewed as a Louisville lean. I think Travis Branham actually wrote, if he does play college basketball and doesn't go pro, I expect him to go to the University of Louisville. Instead... Isaiah Moreno has just announced that he has committed to NC State. He will enroll at NC State right away and will join Kevin Keats and Company for the second semester of this season. If you want to play in time, man, like you, you can you could play for us right now if you wanted to. I mean, is it
2: because he's a center? I mean
0: I don't I I don't I mean, who knows? I, I know that they the, well, <laughs>
2: I don't, think, I don't know if it was a tweet or. A, I don't was, even want to acknowledge this right now. Yesterday, y'all were talking uh, about the, the horrific story that going on in New Mexico, New Mexico State, and everything yesterday. Yes. And uh, I almost actually, I was listening and I, I almost texted you, but I was just on the tune in app, so I was so far behind. I, I was like, I'm not gonna bother with it. And then mm-hmm. Sean, me being, you know, us being kindled spirits and everything, you know, he brought it up that you know Dave Bliss, coach mm-hmm. there, and that's what I was gonna text you to bring that up. But then I, in the middle of the story, I think you mm-hmm. just made a reference like, do they have any guards?
0: I'm like Yeah. Well no, that was a was a text that came in. Okay, I can That was not me saying
2: that the it it made me laugh for the first time in like forty eight hours. A text did say like do they have any guards? Do they have any guards? (laughs) That's funny. That's that despite the, you know, the horrific story
0: and all clearly it's a horrible tragedy but but
2: you know it's silver lining right I mean yeah you
0: um, got a point guard so there it is Isaiah Miranda going you know, not spurning us for the NBA because he is draft eligible coming up this spring my guess is he's. That's he pretty still, much
2: told me like two weeks ago that this was done right we weren't getting him I guess
0: yes that's been it, it, yeah. it's been known for a while that he and the, the story that's out there who knows how true it is I haven't heard from the kid himself but the story that's out there is he was put off by the fact that the team is historically bad uh, was the he was texting recruiting people saying like I'm not gonna go there. They don't I don't like what What's I see. NC State done this year. They I think they've only been beaten once. They've they actually, probably won a game. They've overachieved well, yeah. a little bit this I mean, year.
2: There's only two teams according to Kim Palm worse than us, so and I don't think one of them is NC State, so uh
0: yeah. NC State was supposed <laughs> to be pretty bad. They've have been yeah. ha- have been better than props to Kevin Keys. He's probably coaching for his job this year. They have uh, that for two years in a row. They've overachieved to the point where they are now. They only lost twice. Um, Kansas beat them in a close game, and then they they did kind of do a classic NC State thing where they had all this confidence. They were uh, seven and one. They were playing a pit team they were supposed to beat, and they lost to Pitt at home in their ACC opener. So we'll see how their season goes. But they're eight and two right now. Could use a little bit of help inside, and Isaiah Miranda will. Will provide that I'm, I'm assuming that his plan is to go to nc state play that second semester and then go ahead and enter his name into the nba draft but uh, he will not come to louisville and we we will see him uh the cards play nc state
2: Going to drop 20 and 20 on didn't sydney
0: well i think he will he will have just joined the team when we play them because we play them on december 22nd so technically i think the the first semester will be over which means he can join the team he's probably not going to play that'll be his first or second game with the team but I mean, you're probably right. He probably will play. In He's gonna drop twenty and twenty, us. Seven blocks. Uh, we'll see.
2: Triple double, yeah. But messed around, got triple double.
0: That's old news now. The current news it was football a football school day, is Jeff Broms <laughs> coming back to Louisville. We're excited about that. We're taking, we've been taking texts on that. Yeah. Um, and don't don't give us that bad news on Jeff Brom Day. I mean, stop, Azam Miranda, Get on my face. Like, you know what? You're on the list. You're on the list. You're on the list of Rutherford Joe villains. He's never coming on the show now. He's banned. We need to bring that back, the banned thing, where they tried to remember that. What was the station that were banning people? He's like, I'm just saying it right now. You're banned from the whole station. If KRC wants to have Isaiah Miranda on at some point this season, no, he's banned. Big X. Oh, we've been
2: banning people all year, though. we I mean, some by our own choice, some by theirs. Banned.
0: Banned. Jeff Brom coming back now. We'll find out the full details. The latest news is board meeting tomorrow afternoon, late afternoon press conference afterwards so we will hear from jeff brom probably while we're on the air tomorrow i think it's the press conference at four i thought i saw is that what i, I no the meetings at four the meetings at four is gotcha. what i thought okay. i saw okay. i can't late imagine afternoon. it
3: takes longer than 15 minutes <laughs> it's got to be the quickest meeting no, he's right. right i mean because
0: yeah. if you're asking yourself like why is it that like you have to have 24 hours notice to have a, a, a board meeting so i'm sure they got all the details all the the fine points ironed out got the deal approved by the president now it goes to the board, but they had to have 24 hours. I assume it will be a, a quick closed-door meeting where they go ahead and, and give the rubber stamp of approval to Jeff Brom, and then we will hear from from Jeff after that, which, again, will probably be smack in the middle of our show, and that's fine. We don't mind handing the baton off to Jeff Brom, and then maybe we can get him on.
2: Not to, not to, to drown on, on Jeff Brom Day, but it is official. Ruben Owens has decommitted from Louisville. According to Rivals, he has, uh, he has told Rivals that he has officially decommitted. He has a statement out as well. Uh, and that A and M Georgia Ohio State will battle down the stretch for his services.
0: Well not good.
2: So the first stop I wanted to thank God well not me right now for all he's done for me. You <laughs> to <laughs> thank Brahm. He'd have done more for you, buddy. But he's yeah. decommitting from Louisville, <laughs> let's say the least.
0: Why is everybody just trying to crap on Brom Day? <laughs> Every time like we, we we slow down, we pick ourselves back up. Um Something like this happens, but so we've had Ben Perry in the transfer portal, which is not good. Ruben Owens decommitting now, and I say Miranda going to NC State. Out of those three things, Miranda's the one that I care the least about, but Ruben Owens. Because yeah, Miranda, you accepted that like like I said a couple weeks ago. There's still, I mean, I'm not going to care that much if Jeff comes here and kills it with regardless of what talent he has. But if Reuben Owens goes to like A&M or TCU and has like an Adrian Peterson type well, of college career, I'm, it's going to be hard for me to start. It's
2: George that. Ohio State, and a and TCU's not on the list.
0: Okay, well if he goes to one of those three schools yeah. and has an Adrian Peterson type college career, it's going to be. I'm going to cry watching it. Because I
2: mean, he's he goes to Georgia, Ohio State with what he's going to have around him. I couldn't be surprised. I mean, he's so
0: good. He's so good. Well, I don't. I'm not happy about that. But still a good day we're still we're, we're still excited about this
2: okay so i got a better question for Ruben owens what are okay. we doing with that because because uh, did we ever establish what george because george's area code athens is like it's an eight something isn't it he
0: it's, can't he can't do it in ohio you can't flip a five hundred two to whatever there yeah and is. columbus is like well columbus isn't that are they like five one three or something like that you, you can't turn a zero into a one Athens area code is seven 706 zero okay, six and seven six two. Okay, I am thinking Atlanta. Columbus is six
3: one four.
2: Six one four. No, no that. chance.
0: No chance. He, he can't. He can't flip that. He's gonna have to just get it removed.
2: <laughs> They're just turning into something else. I hope it hurts, Ruben. Yeah, I hope it hurts as much as you hurt us.
3: <laughs> <laughs> College Station's nine seven nine. No chance. No, no he's
2: chance. just gonna. He's just gonna have to change it and look to look like something else. The fact that like this when you is have happening so quickly, ex girlfriend's name turned into like a vine or something. <laughs> the,
0: the fact that this is happening so quickly, I mean, has he even had a conversation with Jeff Brom? Has he even had a conversation with the Real Sims? It kind of says to me like he was, he felt locked in, based on the NIL stuff, whatever the details were there, but he really kind of wanted out because he was the first one. I mean, the second Satterfield was gone. He went ahead and, and deleted all the U of L stuff from his Instagram. He deleted all the U of L stuff from his his Twitter profile. And now, the second that we have Jeff Brom in place, he's decommitting. It, it sounds like he just was ready for any sort of excuse. I and mean,
2: like Basically, if, if Satterfield was still coming back, we weren't getting Ruben Owens regardless.
0: Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know if it's just that or if it's... Who knows? I think he was looking for an excuse, but that's not great. He got a tattoo. Have you read, have you read the
2: statement, by the way? Yeah. Is there any really reason to put decommit in large letters?
0: It makes it, <laughs> it makes it hurt a little it's bit like, more. like, really, dude?
2: rivals? did you really need to do that? We are breaking
0: <laughs> up. It's like you, like
2: you put in giant all capitals. Everything else is so small. I'm squinting to read this. And I'm like, all I can keep focusing on is the word decommit because it's in giant letters at the bottom. I hate it.
0: I hate it. <laughs> the issue now, I think, with Jeff Brom, because wh- what I was told when it comes to Jeff in this recruiting class is he's He's probably not going to be able to keep everybody, but he can keep a, a solid core. You lose Owens now. He's the first. This is the first official decommit that you have from that recruiting class. What, the, what
2: about the like Jordan Church or something? Or? That was
0: before. He, that was last week. Like he, first of all, he was never going to come here. And you know where Jordan Church is considering going right now? Oh, if you weren't excited for December seventeenth already, he is leaning towards Florida A and M for his next school. Uh, but Jordan Church again, like he so he didn't start for his high school team this year he got his i think his his numbers were a little bit inflated his ranking was going down so i didn't an offensive lineman's numbers well I mean, he's he clearly did during <laughs> the camps i guess they they look the part but they don't play the part so church was not it was not a huge shock there but he is the since jeff brahm has been announced as the the interim or not the interim but the new head coach and since scott satterfield has left for cincinnati rubino is the first commit from yeah. that class i think now if you're jeff the issue can you keep the Bosco kids? Can you keep Pierce Clarkson and the guys that he brought with him around? And I'm hoping he does because I think that would really galvanize the fan base. And if you don't, you have to replace them with some players that the fan base can get excited about. Because again, especially after going through what we've gone through with, with Kenny Payne right now, where you got some guys coming back, you got a cup, you got one transfer, one new recruit, and you're kind of like, ooh, this doesn't seem like it's great. But let's see how this plays out. And then it plays out in the worst fashion imaginable. Again, Jeff's not going to go 0-12 next year. But you want a roster that's going to win at a level where it's at least like Satterfield. Like like 7-5 and five next year. I guess 6-6 six and six are the worst. You want to go to a bowl game. And he's going to have to assemble a roster now that's capable of making that happen. Because the fan base is excited right now. But if you, if you do what Kenny Payne did, we've seen how quickly that excitement can go Yeah, away.
2: yeah but I think if that is that is your goal, regardless of whether it's Satterfield or Barham coming in, that goal is going to be met, matched by what you do in the transfer portal more than what you keep in this recruiting class. I think so, for sure. Because, I mean, Clarkson, Oh, I mean, Owen's running back is a little bit different exception, but and sometimes wide receiver to this day. But, I mean, most of these guys weren't going to play right away anyway. I mean, so it's a it's all going to come down to what you were getting in the transfer portal, whether it was Satterfield staying or whether now it's. Jeff Brom coming in here, and I feel a lot more confident with it being Brom.
0: Yeah, and the news is official, by the way. Now, University of Louisville introduces its next head football coach tomorrow. News conference scheduled following a four p.m. Uh, athletic association meeting. So we'll probably we will cut in. God, I hope we can do this. I hope we can. Have, I hope we have the technological capacity to make this happen. We will take the press conference tomorrow at about four thirty, which is when I would guess that we'll start to hear. It's streaming it
2: online. We can, yeah. All
0: right, good. Uh, which is when I, I assume we'll we, hear from Josh Hurd and Jeff Brom. We but, have the internet. Like I said, well, you mean we. We also have phones. We lines. also have phones that somehow don't work here. <laughs> I think that tomorrow, because right now it's it's certainly a bummer to lose Benjamin Perry, and it's a big time bummer to lose Ruben Owens. But I think that the fan base, when they hear Jeff talk tomorrow, I, I would assume that this is going to be a press conference that that gets everybody excited and that gets everybody in their feelings. Which again, it, it's not going to that only has so much of a lasting effect. But for right now, it'll be a feel good type deal. So we'll we'll carry that tomorrow for sure. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Uh, we will take some text now. Texter says, um, oh, there you go. This is, I guess this coincides with the, I'm just now saying this, with the Ruben Owens decommitment. Darrell Sims is going to Cincinnati with Scott Satterfield. So there you go. Um, I was told today, if you want to keep Ruben Owens, you've got to keep Darrell Sims. Darrell Sims goes to Cincinnati. And right away, we hear Ruben Owens is going into the transfer portal. So there's that. Texas says, uh, "Tattoo removals as a regular part of NIL deals—that's just science." Is that the next phase?
2: He's going to turn it into like a word "boo" or something.
0: Texas, we lost Ruben Owens. Fire Brom. <laughs> we break
2: the record.
0: Texas says, "Can we ban my buddy Luke from the show as well? He has been complaining that we didn't hire Bill O'Brien, and it's making me mad." Luke, you're off the show. You're banned. banned.
2: Yeah, anybody suggest hiring Bill O'Brien has no business in, on the show. Send
3: us Luke's number. We're blocking it from the
0: text line. <laughs> He's banned for the big X. He's banned. Texas, Scott, you think visors are cool? <laughs> is, that, is that from something? I don't know.
2: <laughs> the way you said it, it made, the way you just. <laughs> I, it
0: reminds me of the 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 woman from This Is 40, where she's like, you think they're cool? Because they're not cool. Um, I never actually watched that, you know. It's good. Texas Trevor would 100% not be able to contain himself if he was the BBH guy. He would tell everyone about it and pat himself on the back. I probably would. It's 100% true. You would have yeah. lasted like two days. The second you got any sort of credibility, like Pat Forty. I still like Kitty
2: Payne talked to me in the press conference. Pat Forty <laughs>
0: tweeting about Bring Bomb Home guy. I mean, you would have stopped right then. You'd have been like, well, this is it's me. It's Trevor Kelsey.
2: <laughs> yeah, you're not lying. <laughs>
0: Texas. I know that everyone loves Pierce, but I just don't see him in Brom's system. A four-star, the four-star QB commit that Brom has going to produce seemed to be a much better fit for his offense.
2: He's, yeah, I mean, that's, I, said, I mean, he's got a four-star recruit that was. I don't know where he was ranked to post compared to, to, uh, to Pierce Clarkson. But he's got like a, a pocket passer, the Michael Alamo kid that didn't even play this year.
0: And if you do get Austin, and he was Reed, a high four-star recruit. If you do get Austin Reed from Western, he is. You can find the video out there. He can sling it like he's a. He's a pocket passer. He's not a Satterfield guy. He's certainly more of a Braum guy, Um, but that would be – I think that's – it feels like that's the direction where we're headed. Uh, Texas, it still blows me away that one week ago we were debating about if Stat should get an extension. Man, what a life. Things move pretty quickly around here. If you don't stop and look around every now and then, you might miss the latest scandal, the (laughs) the latest crazy-ass piece of news. (laughs) Texas says, uh, Rutherford, quote, we've got a little bit of breaking news here. Streaming app cuts immediately to an advertisement
2: people the tune in t- t- You you don't. I, I i i learned recently like especially like yesterday like listening to the tuning app it does that sometimes it is annoying I, it is annoying that,
0: I, it's not just our show it's like every show
2: and it's and it, the thing that really aggravates me is it seems to do it like the last like two minutes of a segment and so when it after having to listen to their like two minutes worth of their ads it comes back in the middle of our commercial break so it's like another four minutes it's like it's,
0: good lord
2: oh, i was that it was annoying me yesterday
0: Texas, Mike, you nailed the Wednesday timeline that you've been saying all week. Be honest. How long ago did you know this was a done deal, and what info made you think that? I didn't know it was a done deal until late last night. Very late last night. Um, I mean,
2: you had to feel confident even on Monday, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, I mean yeah. The
0: the word from— But then again, we probably
2: felt confident a little bit in 17 or 18. There was probably some confidence in last, this so time I, last year. I mean, 18,
0: I had to be like the—I feel like I was like the Grim Reaper because everywhere I would— I, I, We had season tickets at that point in time. And I would go to home football games and all the people who sit around us would be like, here we go, Braum, baby. And I have to be like, I don't think it's going to happen because, you know, I I would talk to people who would know. And they were all sort of like, I I don't think he's going to do it. Like, I think he's genuinely torn. I mean, and we've talked about that saga the way it played Mm -hmm. out where he was, you know, one day he was thinking about it. And then he had some family members pulling him in one direction, some pulling the other. And. Um, he was definitely torn about bringing that recruiting class in and it was, it was never like this one where I was hearing from both sides. The second that Satterfield, the Satterfield news breaks that like, this is probably going to happen. Um, and it was not like last year where, I mean, I think we knew we were not shy about the fact that Jeff wanted to come back and take the job here this time a year ago. And there was some. I guess just lack of clarity on the UFL side. And I, I did not, I was not hearing anything from the UFL side. So um, that was a little bit of a different situation. But this go around, I felt extremely confident that, that eventually this was going to get done. But as far as like when I got the, the done deal stuff, that was was late last night. Because right, middle last night, like nobody, I was just getting no text. Like nobody's responding, which kind of led me to believe that something was happening. But we found out then. Texas says, Kenny Payne is so, so bad. Thank you for that. Thank you for. For bringing that up, if you're sure. Are we sure? Does the second so uh work? Texas says obviously you don't have personal hatred for him, but would you enjoy seeing Satterfield getting fired from Cincy?
2: Would I would say, would I be happy
0: <laughs> to be fired from Cincy? That's what the question is.
2: Not really. I mean, well, I, don't I mean, want to see anybody lose jobs, yeah. although, although these are it's different than like but then again. I mean, it's kind of hard. It's kind of I contradict myself because I also want to see Cincinnati go like two and ten, but that's just no matter who their coach is.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm rooting for the yeah. I don't, I don't like Cincinnati. I do want to see Satterfield fail. You, you never want to see anybody lose their job, but it's a lot easier to for that to be like a a part of this whole equation when they're being paid seven figures. Like like Scott Satterfield is going to be good for the rest of his life, even if he gets fired after two terrible years at UC. Like he's he's going to be okay. It's not like rooting for the person who cut you off on the highway to get fired from their teaching job. Like that's. It's a little bit more dire when they've got like you know three kids at home.
2: And I honestly never really—I mean, I, I, I've tried to make this clear. Like, I've never really hated Satterfield. I didn't like Brian Brown. I think I made that clear. But like, I never really hated Satterfield it was just the fact that we had just such a better option available. I mean, and then we're finally getting it. Like, if they, if you told me like this time last year, Jeff was like, you know, hey, I'm just not going—I'm—I'm I'm not leaving Purdue, and then, and then I'd be like, well, let's keep Satterfield then.
0: Scott Satterfield, by all accounts, is a good person. Like, there's nothing he didn't do anything here that was was overly shady. He walked into a program that was kind of had the, the scarlet letter because of what had happened with Bobby Pacino and because of unfairly some of the stuff that had happened on the basketball side. And he ran a very clean program here for four years. He, like, just because he wasn't a good fit here culturally, and because I don't think he did the best job in the world as a football coach. Doesn't mean that I dislike him personally. I want to see him personally fail. I don't like the way that he left. I, I, I feel confident in saying that. I feel comfortable in saying that. But like as far as I'll root against him. Like I, I don't mind saying it just because of the way he left and because of the way that Cincinnati fans have acted. But I don't hate Scott Satterfield. This is all. It's it's sports. It's not. It's not as serious as other elements of life where I think you can root against people because they're just genuinely bad human beings.
2: It's just so weird how much things can change in a year. I mean, this time last year, Satterfield was begging to keep his job here. And now we're not we, – we, we tell him we're not going to give him an extension. He just, like – he goes, oh, well, I'll find somewhere else.
0: Texas is my – I hope he doesn't get fired. I just hope he fails. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> – I mean, I, there's, yeah. I guess there's no nice way. I, I wish he could go 0-12 every year but somehow keep his job. That's <laughs> – I don't want to see him win a game. I, I don't want to see him have success. I don't want to see Cincinnati ever have success. But I, I feel like I never – you never wonder. There are very few people that you, like, root to lose their jobs – I think besides Dan Dockage, I don't, I'm not rooting for anybody to ever lose their jobs.
2: You didn't have to root for that. He did a pretty good job on his own.
0: God, I mean, he tried for like seven years and finally <laughs> finally got it done. Uh, <laughs> did he, a, he have a tweet today? Who, I, don't, I thought he got kicked
3: off Twitter. I thought he tweeted like, he quote tweeted like the Jeff Brom news was like, I told y'all. Oh, it was, it was <laughs> five years ago. I think I'm, doing I'm pretty sure I blocked Dockage or he blocked me. Day, pretty,
1: pretty hilarious
0: tweet though. <laughs> yeah, I think it's stretching it.
2: I, I think I, I'm the only member of the local media that he doesn't have like a lawsuit or Blocking against
0: <laughs> Texas. We should have hired Vince Marrow. He's, he's a candidate. Part of me
2: wanted to tweet it like Matt and some other people. Be like, man, finally, some Satterfield finally beat it. You can finally beat Vince. Jeff Brom <laughs> barely beat out
0: Vince Marrow. Not, not sure where he was in the list, but I know he was up there. Texas says, um, not going to lie, I am bummed about probably no more dual threat quarterbacks with Brom's system. It's kind of become our identity as a program. Yeah, that's that's certainly that's it's a thing. I mean. Braum is more of the – of course, Petrino was that way for a long time, too, and then he got Lamar Jackson, and he he switched it up. It Even though the,
2: he went to Atlanta thinking he was going to so.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, Jeff could could change, but for right now, it certainly seems like that's the type of offense that he wants to run here, the same one that he's been running at, at Western and at Purdue. And certainly running quarterbacks have been a part of our identity, but I mean – for but all the we can make the joke about Teddy, the dual threat numbers where Teddy was not a running quarterback. Like no. Teddy was a pocket passer. And Teddy is the last, if we're talking wins and losses, quarterback to have a 10 win season here. Like Lamar never got to ten wins. Malik certainly didn't never got to ten wins. Maybe you know, maybe we have to You can, to a you bit can re- have a mobile reversion. quarterback
2: in the the manner of like Stefan LaFleurs.
0: Don't say LaFleurs.
2: LaFleurs. The LaFleur's. The Floors.
0: Yeah. The um, Floors. And Teddy was the same way. I mean Teddy Teddy was athletic enough to keep plays alive. He just wasn't Lamar Jackson, which is what some people nationally kind of wanted him to be. Um, he was more of the Stefan type. Like, he could, he could get out there and make a play with his feet if he needed to. Could not slide to save his life, but he could stay alive in the pocket and keep plays going. And that was kind of what Stefan did. Stefan was probably a better runner than, than Teddy was, without question. I,
2: I, I have no doubt about that. Uh,
0: Texture says, is my number blocked from the text line? No. I just, uh, I just read your Kenny Payne is so, so bad, text.
2: I, I'm For the record, I've never blocked a number from the text line. I can't speak for KRC, but I've never done it.
0: Texas says, I'm thinking of Satterfield taking the keg of nails and giving L's down while Brown stickers behind him. I don't even want to think about that. First of all, Satterfield's not even going to be there, he says. Why would he not be there? Because he's going to be recruiting.
2: I mean, I get you're not going to coach the game, but how can you not be there?
0: Texas says, I root against Russia, and now I tout I root against Scott Satterfield. Welcome to the club, Scott. Patrick's getting more super-secret super secret calls over here. He's Got out. him
2: sick or something. He's blowing his nose. Oh, God. He's going to bring that sickness in there with you.
0: Texas says Brady Al- Brady Allen, a true freshman at Purdue, was rated higher than Clarkson. Maybe he'll come with Brom. Yeah. He's open. A- Texas says uh, Brom. What'd you say, Patrick? He was the tweet that I showed you that said locked in for finals. Oh, okay. Well, doesn't mean he's locked in. Period. He's just he's just focused on finals.
2: He's he's academic all the way. A
0: young man who loves he's serious about his education. We love him here.
2: <laughs> so that's why he went to Purdue. He's an engineer.
0: Texas Brom was a huge AEW fan. Oh, of course, he is man it's he really is that man after your own heart I mean AEW
2: tonight I have, I have no idea what's even going on with aw tonight. I have been so out of it
0: Texas the Ruben Owens 502 tattoo must have been a henna tattoo the what tattoo? those henna tattoos they're like fake tattoos oh are they okay um phew. I mean
2: he's got a he's got a bunch of he's got like a whole sleeve I mean does he probably even care
0: Maybe it's just a story to tell. I was like, why adds, do you have 502 on that's, there?
2: That's the most yards I had rushing, uh, my first, <laughs> first, yard, first uh, rushing yards in a high school game or something.
3: He, uh, he just adds the area code because like, it's full of street signs. So he just adds the new one. Just block it in. Just I don't know. To, who knows?
0: It's um, like, I was 502 for a while. Uh, good thing JT Daniels doesn't do the along. same thing. He, that dude had like
2: so many tattoos and street signs on his arm.
0: He's got a he's got chance to play at two more schools after I this. <laughs> uh, before we go to break here, First Bankers Trust. Uh, we love our guys over at First Bankers Trust. We trust them. They're going to work with you. Yeah, we, you know, if, if you have, We have trust issues around here now, understandably so, but you never have trust issues with First Bankers Trust because they work with each client individually to help you meet your financial goals. They explain things clearly and simply so that you, even if you're a moron with money like myself, can understand. They also offer a wide range of services, including investment management, trust and estate services, philanthropic services, and financial planning. For more information on what First Bankers Trust can do for you, visit firstbankerstrust.com. Bringing Brahm home, keeping recruits home, bringing in big time transfers, and making money. They all start with one word trust. Trust. First Bankers Trust. FirstBankerstrust.com. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up the show. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450
4: and 96. One, the big up.
2: What's that? A
0: little Amos Lee on a Wednesday. Louisville, baby. I love it.
2: Philadelphia native, but love, love, loves coming to this town so much he wrote a song about it.
0: You, was not a Philadelphia native? Jeff Rob. No. He was coming back to Louisville? Jeff Brom. Welcome back in. Final segment here of the Wednesday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 961, the Big Axe. Reminder, you can always catch podcasts of every show Wherever you get your podcast, just you search fourteen fifty the big X. Uh, they will be up. I know last night uh, a lot of people were asking. Trevor was That's on my bad, bed. yeah. Was, I mean, you were sick. Like I knew you were gonna. I
2: would, if you'd text me earlier, I Because I just forgot to just check my email after that. Because he emailed it to me like at six oh five. Like it was right on. I just I was just kind of out of it. I just had, and forgot to even check my emails. And
0: the kicker for you was that everybody was like, "I can't miss three hours of Sean Moss." <laughs> I've got to hear this podcast. I'm like, well, now I feel even worse about asking Trevor to get this up. But
2: no, um, I didn't. I'm glad you. I. don't not sound like I'm. Like I'm bitching about. Like, I wish you'd reminded me earlier. But I mean,
0: yeah, well, I mean, I, yeah, I just I thought it's it was all good. People kept asking, I'm like, "I'm sure it'll probably go up." I was like, "It might not, though," because. Yeah, Trevor's not feeling well, but it did get up last night. It will be up uh, earlier today. The, the, today's
2: will be up within minutes of the show. When I'm when I'm here, I get it up so <laughs> I get it up so much faster. I,
0: yeah, there was no way to, to dance around that one. It was just going to happen.
2: <laughs> I already danced on Monday. I'm not dancing again.
0: We've got the official email here from from U saying U uh, interim president Dr. Lori Gonzalez and doc, director of athletics Josh Hurd will hold a press conference related to the leadership of its football program following a 4 p.m. Athletic uh, Association executive committee and, uh, and board of directors meeting Hurden gonzalez will address the media in the angels envy bourbon club uh located on the third floor of the west side of cardinal stadium media should enter through gate six and take the elevator to the third floor i'm assuming that this means it's not going to be just them talking that we will hear from jeff Brom, and they just can't say that just yet but uh it's all going down tomorrow should be a fun day should be a celebratory day in the meantime we'll continue to to deal with the the ins and the outs of hiring jeff Brom. The coaches who are leaving, we now know De'Rell Sims is among those going to Cincinnati. We now know that Ruben Owens is the first commit from the 2023 recruiting class who has decommitted. Uh, ben Perry has entered the transfer portal. Luke Kendra entered the transfer portal as well. These are the first because like every program, we've had a ton of guys enter the transfer portal. I think nine now is the official count. Kandra and, and Perry are the first real big-time contributors. Kandra was probably going to be a starter next year on the offensive line. Perry... Played a huge role in the defense this year. He's uh, a wretched uh, freshman with three years of eligibility remaining. Who was going to play a big role in this defense moving forward. So losing those two guys, if they do choose to stay in the portal, uh, really hurts. But there will be more. And you're going to bring some guys from Purdue. You're going to keep some guys. You're going to bring in a bunch of transfers. And hopefully, you're going to have a good recruiting class, whether it's with the, the the guys who are currently committed or some new commits.
2: I know you don't have this number for any of you, but I'm just I would love. I'm kind of curious. Like, what is the average? Number of trans names in the transportal portal from a Power Five conferences over the last like two years.
0: Whatever you, it said is. We, you
2: said, we have nine. Like I'm, I'm, not, I wouldn't be shocked if like you looked at every Power Five conference, like the average would be like between probably five and ten, right? If not more. Oh, more than that. Yeah. So I mean, the fact that you're saying we have nine, is if it's, you know, talking. About, I mean, I know you're not trying to be negative, but it's just like it's kind of with. Oh yeah. The norm. I mean, That's what I was saying. That's why I prefaced yeah. it with
0: the, this: is every program is going to go through this. I mean, you had in right. 2020. Ten percent of all FBS and FCS college football players enter the transfer portal. Ten I mean, percent—that's a lot of people. And I know it's more in basketball, but you've got fewer players and also more opportunities to, yeah. to go. I think it was like thirty-four percent last year yeah. for Division One. Ten percent—if you have an eighty-man roster—is eight players. It's eight players. Yeah. And, and the FCS—I think look also that math over there. My—I'd be willing to bet that the FBS transfer levels are higher than the FCS levels because look, if you're an FBS college football player, you're probably going there primarily for football, whereas FCS. There are probably some kids there that recognize that they're not going to be professional football players and are just doing it for love of the game and partially because they love the school and all that good stuff. So if it's just FBS, I wonder if it's if it's even higher. And last season that number did grow to twelve percent. So I wouldn't even talking about just all division. I was talking about just power five conferences. I, I'd be willing to bet it's about like ten to fifteen for most yeah, programs. Seems about right. A few here and there that that retain just about everybody. But especially when you have coaching changes, Unless that Clemson. Numbers, <laughs> yeah, that that well they have a lot of, they have a lot of outgoing they just don't have any incoming Ingoing, yeah <laughs> um so it's that number going to continue to grow and, and certainly in our situation you expect there to be more guys in the portal coming up pretty soon uh five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton's tax line texture says I think listeners should be able to pick the salad and the dressing put a poll up for Trevor if you missed it Trevor did we'll find I'll, I'll go find the audio Trevor I'm did. not eating dressing y'all can
2: just Give me that hope that pipe dream up. I'm not putting dressing on he
0: it. He promised to eat a salad last year. This yeah. time last year, if Jeff Brom was hired at U that has happened. He now is going to make good on it on Friday. I will on Friday. Yeah. We we now we have to figure out what kind of salad it's going to be. But I mean, no dressing. I can't believe like, dressing is usually what like salad haters. It's how they cover up their their disdain for salads. It's that's just, like just they the weird just thing. Cake I, it in dressing. I, I hate I,
2: I mean, I don't like. I, I like Cool Ranch Doritos, but I hate ranch dressing. What dressings are like Thousand Island. Oh. Oh, it makes me nauseous. I'm, you, you know, I'm not putting anything mustardy near near it. Have you tried any of these dressings? Well, mustard just yeah. the, the smell of mustard just makes me nauseous. So you can well, you can nobody's putting mustard on a salad. Well, like honey mustard in that dressing. Yeah,
0: that's different than just like just straight mustard. Well, but hun- even honey mustard I hate.
2: But like uh, I don't want. What are, what are our options out there? Thousand Island,
0: Caesar Italian,
2: Caesar Italian. Italian's the one. that's like all watery looking, right?
0: Little raspberry vinaigrette. That stuff always looks decent. It's good. Balsamic, when balsamic I vinaigrette. A lot of
2: vinaigrettes out there. The only reason I even know these is when I would do prep work at restaurants. I have to set up the like little little uh, cups for the salad ball, for the salad setup.
0: Texas says, actually, let Jeff pick the salad for Trevor. That's his first duty as the head coach. <laughs> if Jeff picked the salad, I feel like you'd ha- you'd be forced to eat it. You'd have no choice.
2: If Jeff told me to do it, I, if I'd be my equivalent of running through a wall for him.
0: Patrick, make this happen.
2: Yeah, you got connections. Hook this up. They break on the phone. <laughs>
0: Dexter says, don't bail Trevor out with a cop salad. See, but you wouldn't even like a cop salad.
2: Yeah, I don't like deviled eggs. Isn't that what's on a cop salad?
0: It is a part of a cop salad.
2: And a chef's salad is is like with all the, like the excess meats from like the like turkey and ham, right? Yes. No. What about steaks? Like steak salad. I, I could put steak on it. Yeah, you can if you want to. When I used to work at uh, Lo- when I worked there. at Lone Star, we would, uh, I would always like eat a piece of the steak off the steak salad before I took it out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> should not admit these things. Oh, you
2: have no idea how much I would munch on food to lime before I took it out the tables. I'd get a whole meal out of it.
0: <laughs> Texas says, I just bought season tickets for the first time since being a student. The excitement is real. I hope that that continues to be a thing because yeah. I've seen some people saying that. I mean, I remember, and a lot of times, especially now, it's people posturing who like aren't actually going to buy season tickets. It's especially not true when you threaten to not renew your season tickets. Like Most of those people are just lying or they've already not renewed and this isn't the reason why. But I remember in 2010, talking about the Charlie Strong excitement of the press conference, and that summer he did the little Cardinal Caravan tour, and like, I think his his message was so exciting, and then he was doing well on the recruiting trail, and you know I was at that age where it was like early 20s, you're finally starting to get a little bit, a little bit of money uh, by working, and I'm like, you know, I got a little bit of expendable income. Let's me and a bunch of friends like bought season tickets, and we kept them for you know up until the pandemic, but like that was we wouldn't have done it if Charlie Strong hadn't have been creating so much excitement i'm hoping that Jeff Brom could have a similar type of effect on this this next wave of fans that are on the fence about whether or not they want to buy season tickets in this day and age you
2: do expect to see the season ticket sales percentage up though right i would think so i, I mean again, how much it's up is, is is we'll find out but i would like to think it's going to be up a little bit
0: yeah i would guess so
3: colorado put out a graphic about like how many like social media followers they've gained and like season ticket holders like it's, they've got like 2,000-plus season ticket interest forms. They've
0: gained like 173,000 followers over all their different I believe that. Stuff. Somebody sends in a picture of you on your head on what appears to be like Martha Stewart's body eating a salad here. That's a great look. That's, that's nice. My breasts are bigger than that. That's Yeah. <laughs> you have a very dumb look on your face, which makes the picture even funnier. <laughs> Texture says, uh, couldn't these guys just wait until tomorrow to announce that they're transferring or decommitting? Let us have this day, guys. Please. No, we, we, we never get a full day until we like win a national title or something again. We're never gonna have a full day that's just pure celebration. That's the way it works. Texas says Owens will probably run for 502 yards in his first game. Well, I hope not. <laughs> Texas says, You literally said the belief was this class would stay together. Now, this is uh, this was expected. I never said this was expected. I did think that I mean, I, I said, and you said the running
2: back coach stay in, and-
0: D- as if D-Rail Sims says. Yeah. That's the way to keep Ruben Owens. DRL Sims did not stay. Um,
2: Have we heard any any members of coaching staff come out point blank and say they're staying at this point? I don't expect them to. I guess, but
0: I mean, I think Pete Nocta will would like to stay has as not he, he
3: survived could. multiple coaching changes. He has. He, he, Branch, Branchman. <laughs> he was the, Pete Nocta was the
0: only holdover from the, the the Petrino 2.0 tenure to the Scott Satterfield tenure. And he has been instrumental on the recruiting trail. So I can see him sticking around. As far as other guys, I don't know. I mean, Deion well, Branch is, is technically, he's director of player relations and alumni relations, Knock, player development and alumni relations. Knocked the
2: plate for Bromley's he OC here, didn't he?
0: I believe we, the last time you asked that, I think we went back and found that out and it, it was true. Okay. Um, but, but we're at the same time either way. They know, yeah. like, the, the, I know the, the Brahms and, and Pete are familiar with one another. Yeah. So I think you can see that playing out. But as far as other people, who's to say?
3: Uh the Georgia Tech game, Jeff Brown will become the second uh alumni, former Louisville football player to coach head, to be the head coach for a game behind Deion Branch after December
2: seventeenth. Wow. Say what now? Say that.
0: he'll be the second former player to coach Louisville football after Deion Branch, who's going to do it. Oh, okay.
2: Game. After okay. When you said Deion, i, I for some reason my mind went Deion Sanders. I don't know why. He's I'm not going to coach him. Yeah, I kept exactly. saying
0: I kept saying that after
3: Dion Branch's name. In I'm like, Hey, we hired Deion. It's a big week for Deion's.
2: Huge the, week. I saw Kelly Dickey was looking for help with the, uh, has there ever been an offensive coordinator fired but then returned for head coach of the same university? He, he, and he, uh, you know, he said he couldn't think of know You know Kelly's struggling when he asked for help on Twitter for a stat.
0: I went back today because Eric Crawford, had he went back and looked at something that he'd written after Jeff Braum got fired by uh, by Steve Cragthorpe. And so I remembered I'd written something kind of hasty at that time. Not hasty, but like very critical at that time as well. Because Crawford's like, I kind of got some crap from U And I'm like, I wasn't known well enough at that time to get any crap from U L. But I was like, I feel like it was pretty aggressive. And Eric's, no, Eric's is very more like eloquent, like, like danced around it a little bit. The headline of my post was the Louisville football program is a disaster. <laughs> I was very pointed in my criticism. And I went back and like, you want to talk about like, I, like, I haven't read anything, I, I just don't go back and read old stuff. Could not have nailed it more. And I, it was going into the 09 season, I was like, when this team fails to win 5 games this season which they will and they ended up doing like i, I everything that i said was like this is a, a calamity like it's not it's clearly not jeff broms fault like look at all the coaches who have been fired there's only one person left to go and it's the guy who's going to be gone at the end of the season mm-hmm. and i wrote it in february and i was like damn i was like that was there's a great aggressive but good
3: there's a great john renshaw rant uh from his like tv show after that Trevor played it for me once
2: yeah and, uh, well, we we trust me we you weren't on the radar back then about what Craig and hate, but we were. And we we there'd be many a days I'd be in the other production room when Renshaw's doing a show and I see Rocco's name pop up my phone. I go, like, oh God, what did he say?
0: <laughs> I did. Get, I mean, I got called by, Roc- by Rocco, but like I think the at yeah. that point Tom was not was, yeah. was not paying that much attention. Texas, Mike, let's go, baby. Finally, Jeff Brom has come back home. Word to the rock, we baby. Wait, is this his home? What did he go to Trinity? Uh, yeah. <laughs> A local school at some point, I believe. Should have gone to Wagner. Texas, why are they doing this Board of Trustees meeting slash presser so tight to the volleyball match if the 11 a.m. match goes two to three hours, 30 minutes between matches, puts the end of our volleyball match running right into the meeting slash presser? I'll say it again. I think that they wanted to do this on Friday when everything started getting out today. You got no choice but to move as quickly as possible. And I I do hate that it might overshadow a, a Sweet 16 volleyball match, but... You, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. You, you, like, expedience is of paramount importance right now. You've got to move quickly. You got to let Jeff Brom try to hit the ground running, and like he can't, like he, he can't do much right now until he's officially announced. So
3: Jeff Brom's daughter, big volleyball player, very good.
0: I mean, the Max. I'm sure he, the same thing. Sure he cares. It doesn't make me doesn't make me feel good. I don't like <laughs> that comparison. Is there,
2: a, is there a sports coach whose daughter doesn't play volleyball. Satterfield. I mean, is that the only one?
0: Probably. I don't know. I mean, seriously. Like,
2: every time you see, you here, it's always be an athlete's daughter plays well They all play. All play volleyball.
0: Well, athletes have good athlete kids.
2: <laughs> Jeans, like I know, I get. It, I guess I'm just saying, man.
0: Texas, what brewery gives us the first brom-related beer name. Bring brom foam hashtag. Um, you don't want foam
2: on the beer? That's the bad thing, right? Goodwood. <laughs> is, that, is that a beer name or? Yeah,
0: Goodwood's the local brewing company. Is that?
2: Oh, is it okay? I don't. You know, I don't drink so.
0: Um, Great Flood, I can see them. Great Brom.
2: Grape Brom. Grape Brahm, Grape Brahm. I like that. Grape
0: <laughs> Texas, is it true that Jeff? That sounds like a weed strain. <laughs> <laughs> Texas, is it true that Jeff is buying Seth's unfinished house? Well, the house never existed, the, the house was never real, it was fake, it was an arrested development house. It's done, <laughs> it,
2: was a, it was on a movie set.
0: Texas, describe Seth's tenure in one word forgettable, average.
2: Average, yeah. Like you kept using the word mediocre, and I, I wanted to like just be like average is the word I'm thinking it's more. The first mediocre. thing that came to my mind. Mediocre is just the meaner way of saying average, but yeah.
0: Text um, that I'm hearing some rumors that Trevor Kelsey is actually the Jeff Brom that we are hiring. Have you heard anything about this? Can we trust TK's ability to coach? No, we
2: can't. Yeah, you can trust my
0: my ability to coach. He's going to be on the staff.
2: L- listen, I have I have I have led many and many of hundreds of Madden teams play calling into championship. Glory, okay. What about NCAA football? Fourteen. Oh, ever, I was good. You ever
3: take Louisville to a national championship?
2: Yeah, I did. Je- you know who was my head coach? Jeff Brom.
3: Oh, I've done that on NCAA. Football By the way, 14. Patrick, you were wrong. Yeah, um,
2: of course you're
0: wrong. According to Kelly Dickey, Bruce Baker in 1940- 1914, I said nineteen forty one out of instinct there. In nineteen fourteen was actually the first former U player to be the head football coach. So how dumb do you feel right now?
3: I think I I remember seeing the tweet now that said the uh, Bruce he said Baker. he said that the first time the
2: this we played football in 1914 there's been a former Louisville player Kentucky
3: Kentucky was beating us oh yeah (laughs) that might be their last time a four straight was the uh the 1910s run
0: no unfortunately they beat us four straight uh Craig Thorpe and Charlie's first year they've never beaten us five straight since that that six and oh run back in 1912 that UK fans love so much
2: by the way the the infamous 1940-41 basketball season that was coached by my uncle my buddy's grandfather my buddy's grandfather also, within that same time span, coached the football team, too. He was the baseball coach, football coach, and basketball coach. What a legend.
0: Texas' yeah. that house was just a metaphor. Man, <laughs> that was deep. It was, it was, it was deep, man. James Joyce style. Uh, Texas says... <laughs> James, James Joyce. <laughs> Love James Joyce. Texas <laughs> says, uh, Clarkson just put Flyville link back on his bio on Twitter. Oh, boy! There's the news we needed. There's the jolt we needed. Patrick just ran to his phone you know, Patrick, right I, I, I said it kind of jokingly. Patrick's very he excited. He grabbed but. his phone so quickly and picked it up. I think this is what we have to do. But it, like, he's not wrong. Like, You have to follow this sort of thing if you want. Like, Ruben, yeah, you're right. Yeah. At the end of the day, Ruben Owens taking all that stuff off of Instagram was very telling in what he was going to do. Like, We all tried to say, well, he's going to keep it together. Uh, that ended up being a sign for what was going to come just two days later. Texas, oh, thanks for reminding me to call the ticket office guy back for mine. There you go. Yeah. We're selling season tickets over here. Hook us up, U Give us something. Pay attention to us.
2: Your U should you do like a like a discount package for season tickets next year? To help to help kind of boost it as well?
0: Maybe. I don't know.
3: Eleven percent off.
0: I mean hopefully we don't have to do what Georgetown's doing right now, which is just letting kids in for free. Like bring your ID. Georgetown like, like basketball. Oh, okay. They're, they're letting people go to their games for free. I
2: did that at Western. I went to football and basketball games. All I do is show my ID at Western.
0: They won't next year when Rick Pitino's there. I mean, is it, is it not a, a pro? What are the odds? By the way, that's not me reporting that. I will say, you can take this to the bank. Rick Pitino will be at a power conference program next year. Cool. They beat St. Louis by 22 last night. He ain't spent another year in New Rochelle.
2: Payne resigns after after a four-win season, just a frustration, and we bring back Pitino?
0: It would take a lot of groveling for that to happen, and I don't think that's going to We win four games. I'm willing to grovel. But Georgetown makes sense. I think they're going to get reviewing. He had... Two kids and an East go I like there. Georgetown. Yeah. yeah, Georgetown makes
2: way too much sense being the Big East. And, and <sighs> it's it's going to break my heart. Not to mention, I mean, just the Hoya Paranoia return. and uh, He's going to
0: Georgetown so good again. Um, t- beer snobs are always going to like, you, you could name like the best beer in the world. And they're going to be like, oh, I don't know. Goodwood and Great uh, Flood, we don't want them making the beer because we want it to be good. Like, you can't impress beer snobs at all. Like, Aren't beer
2: snobs usually like craft beer guys, too?
0: That, th- those are craft beer places, but because they're well known, now they can't be good. I don't know anything about Like I said, I'd... it's like bands. I'd... It has to have a name. Like, the actual best beer in Louisville is Pointed Hattalism. It's like, well, okay, I've never heard of that. Exactly. And then if people started drinking Pointed Hattalism, not good anymore. Know what the hell talking. You know what beer I drink? Budweiser. Bottle. You don't even drink anymore, but when
2: I did, that's why I get Budweiser a bottle. A little heavy guy. I mean, it's come on, man. Just, all this fancy stuff and yeah, it's like it's like flavored tobacco. It's like no, man. It's just no. Just give me a beer. That's a good hooker back in the day. A little caffeine sixty. I used to hate those things. These yeah. drive me nuts. Hipsters. Hipsters is the only thing that annoys me more than hipsters is like the wannabe emos from like the like the the, the Denny's and listen to the Cure. Like in, in, in goth guys.
0: Once again, that's just a South Park episode.
2: <laughs> I mean, no. I, I was talking about Denny's back in my, in the 90s. You see him there. It's, it wasn't just the stereotype. On that note, <laughs> we have to call it.
0: It's Wednesday. We got get out here just like a minute or two early. I'm, I'm mad that like we had a little bit of negative news it, it, it disrupting the the Jeff Brom so three it. hours. But for the most part, it was a happy episode. I think tomorrow will be happy as well. We'll hear from Jeff Brom for the first time. As your new University of Louisville head football coach, it's going to be a fantastic day. Make sure you get those Z's, get some sleep, have a fantastic Wednesday night. Make sure you're back right here tomorrow at 3 o'clock.
1: I'm headed back to